Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. Waters trembling down from the mountain. Do I stare or jump in? Who knows? That's not a poem. That's that's just words. The most poetic thing is a is something you write that rhymes. There was a girl from Nantucket. Well, that yeah, yeah. it's something more limerick, but yeah. but yeah, if someone offered that up, I'd say, okay, you know, someday you'll be in fourth grade. <laughs> right. <laughs> this isn't going to surprise you at all. I won I won my town spelling bee in. Of course you did in eighth grade. Yeah. But then I get to the states. Round one, I get mohair. The girl who came right after me, who ended up winning the whole thing. You know what they gave her? What? Mascara. Damn you! You gave him the easy one! I just realized what our next challenge is. A spelling off? A spelling off. <laughs> spelling speed! We need the rules. It's, it would be a spelling speed. One player who was the iconic player of that sport. Who would it be? Curling, Stan Kroenke. Oh, you know, sure, it's easy. Sure. Oh, um, sure. Yeah. I'll call you guys back next week and see if you guys came up with any more names. But I love the other, other boys' opinions. Thanks, Jay. Yeah, I will not think about that for one second no. after the call. <laughs> no, I, 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 this is Patriots Unfiltered. Fueled by Duncan. All right, welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. It's Tuesday here at Gillette Stadium, and players are back. Some of them. Uh, A lot of of them. Yeah, a lot of players are back for the opening of OTAs. They started trickling in yesterday. Uh, And if you go to Patriots.com, you can see pictures of that. Um, But they're working out in the weight room, out in the field house. No pads, no helmets, just no coaches, really. Strength and conditioning coaches only at this point. Yep. And it's uh, uh, rehab and conditioning exercises, weight training, obviously, and some meetings. No more than two hours a day right? for this first phase. They, they have three phases to the uh, off-season program. Which, first which one is you which, wrote about. You which can, we wrote about, yep. yep. And that's the first phase. It's two weeks of basically getting into, into shape, yep. essentially. And then after that, they, they move to the field where they can, you know, they can work with coaches and do certain drills, individual drills, group drills, but no – no competitive yeah. offensive defense or yeah. position versus position that happens uh in after five weeks then they can start getting uh, you know doing yeah. simulated walkthrough kind of stuff and h- faster speed offense versus defense kind of thing so that that's when we get to ota practices mini camp yeah so but it's yeah it's it's, it's the good to, it's yeah. the first day yeah. of the like the, we've had team building with you know signing people Next uh, week we'll have the draft, so the team building will continue. But this is the first actual preparation, yep. like in, in earnest for 2022. Yeah, so it's it, fun. It's exciting. It's good to see some of the new guys here. Yeah, um, Mac Jones is here. Of course. Uh, so good stuff. Good stuff. Um, other news, and by the way, it's me and Eric again. Uh, Paul and Deuce are still on vacay. Yeah, living the high life. Yep, Matt's in the booth. Literally for Paul. Yeah. The more um, high life. Um. Hall of Fame nominees came out. Finalists. The finalists, I yeah. should say. Uh, Vince Wilfork, Logan Mankins, and Mike Vrabel. Yeah. I call Mike Vrabel the Susan Lucci of... Uh, oh, boy. I feel... I, he's got to win it this year, doesn't he? I, I don't know. It's up to the fans. I think Wilf- Come on, fans. Don't hang Vrabel out to dry again. Don't you think Wilfork will win of the three? 
I'd like it to be Vrabel because I think he deserves it. I really well, do. I, they all deserve it. But I yeah. know, but like, yeah. how many times like are we going to call him up and say, hey, Mike, I you're know. a finalist? And then he's like, uh, I know. I'm it's, not going to get in. It's going to hang ri- up the phone. It's kind of ridiculous. You know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they all, all three of them deserve to be in. There's right. no question. But Vrabel's been in so many times. Like, at some point. All right, yeah. You know? I mean, I, I'd like to have a rule where if a guy yeah. is, gets in the top three five years in a row, he automatically goes in. You know, I'd even say maybe 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 four. Yeah, like that's even that's a lot, right? Yeah, but you know, yeah. So uh, those are the three, and uh, and you can start voting right now on Patriots.com. Right, I think it's 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 all up there. You can watch little vignettes. Not that anyone needs to know who these guys were in their playing days, but um, watch some highlights and refresh your. I would say like if, although if if you're not sure who these guys were and you need to watch video of them, you shouldn't mm. be voting. Oh, that's a good point. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, because and they all basically played together at some point. Right. Like they were all in the middle of that in the middle of that dynasty period. I mean Will Fork won a couple Mankins is the only one that never did. Right. He's the only one of the three that didn't win a Super Bowl, which right. is unfortunate. He appeared in two of them. I'll never forget after that oh seven loss uh, in in uh Arizona the place that we were staying, that hotel. Yeah. And it's after the game, and Mankins and, like, two of the other linemen walk in. And every TV, obviously, has the highlights, and he's like, oh, turn that blank Shit. off. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I, I wish you had. I wish you had not played like that. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. but oh, they must have felt terrible after that game. Yeah. I, 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 boy, I hate to revisit that. But the, there were the flight home. You know, f- coming home from a Super Bowl is different than going there. Like, it's kind of like a free-for-all with, like, pe- putting people on planes. They just right. want to hurry up and get the whole travel party Everyone home. Just Win or lose. Home. Win yeah. or lose, you just want to get home at that point. Right. And you're mixed in with players, players' families, colleagues, your own family if you brought them. And I was sitting behind a couple of players who shall remain nameless. But they, at, like, halfway through the flight, and we were flying from Arizona, so it was a long flight home. Yeah. And one of them turns to the other and is just shaking his head. And he goes, I, he's like, did that game actually happen? Yeah. He's like, I feel like it was just a dream and we have to play tonight. And the other one just was like, yeah. He's like, I, I, I still can't believe that it's over. Like, I don't know if they were – Yeah, all of them were mentally prepared for the outcome or even prepared to be there that night. Like, I think it was – such a foregone conclusion that they were going to win the game. They were so much better. The Giants didn't even deserve to be in the playoffs that year. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yep. But those guys were all part of that team, uh, except for Mankins, obviously. But, I mean, Mankins was on the team, but he didn't, he didn't win. Um, they were all part of such great teams. Yeah. And they all played important roles. Like, I think Mankins' legacy, to me, will be – not necessarily the Pro Bowls because he was a perennial, you know, honoree in that regard. But what people are going to remember is the guy played a season on an ACL tear. Yeah. Right. Yeah. An entire season. Yeah. With 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 a torn knee, and never really noticed it. Nobody ever complained about it. He wasn't. I don't even remember if he was on the injury uh, report he, that he, year. He but was a great player. I mean, he, obviously he was a guard, but. He's played tackle in a pinch. I remember yeah. in Miami, they had to flip him out there, and mm-hmm. he played well. Yeah. You know, he was just – he was a great player. Um, so, you know, like we said, all three of them deserve to get in, but it's now up to the fans. Mm. 
And I think the voting's going to be open for about a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go to Patriots.com and vote, and um, we'll a- see what happens. And call in right in and let us know what you yeah. think. You know? So, again, it's it's Wilfork, it's Vrabel, and it's Menkins. Mm-hmm. Those are the three finalists. Yep. And it's purely a fan vote. So whoever gets the most votes from the fans, that who that's who gets in this mm-hmm. year. Yep. Um, so it's out of our hands right now. Um, as we said, the players are back. Uh, what else? Well, we had since the last show, we've heard from a couple of important members of the team and organization. Last Friday, we had uh, Mac Rowe uh, in his first appearance as uh, the newly promoted uh, director of player personnel. Yep. And he had a few interesting comments that jumped out to me. I don't know if you uh, had the same ones, Freddie. Um, we'll go over those in a second. And then yesterday, we heard from Malcolm Butler. Yeah. Uh, in his first day back, who, who I thought did a really good job with the media. You know, he's not a, he's not the best public speaker. He never has been. He's not comfortable. But I think he did a really good job. Um, you know, talking about coming back and, you know, sidestepping the, you know, the elephant both. in the room. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, he, he said as much as he was willing to say, and I, you know, we'll leave it at that. And I think he did a good job handling those questions, and also the, you know, why he retired and all that. Yeah, you know, if I was though asking questions, I would have at least asked, "Hey, are you willing to share why you decided? You know, what was it that didn't have your mind right last year?" Because he said, "You know, my mind wasn't right he mentally." Did. Yep. I, but you yeah. know why? Are you willing to share what 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 right. what was that? Yeah, no I, one asked them. That. No, they didn't. And yeah. I mean, I was on the call as well. But like, we we try to steer away from asking those kind of inflammatory questions for obvious reasons. Um, but that was my follow up that I was wanted somebody to ask was yeah. like, okay, so yeah, what was the reason? Why just, was your mind not in it? Yeah, like, just or, you know. Are you willing to share? And yeah. Then you can just say, well, no, not mm-hmm. right now. And okay, right. You know, at least. Yeah. Give him the chance to do so because, right. you know, a lot of times guys say, no, I don't want to talk about that. And then a follow-up question leads them to start talking about it. Yeah, they it. really want to, but they don't, you know, right. it takes them a little bit. Yeah, it takes some encouraging. And, yeah. Um, but I thought it was, I mean, he made it pretty plain that he does want to play now. Whatever his headspace was last year, it's in a different place now. And he's yep. fully back to wanting to play. He talked about missing, you know, watching games on Sundays from his couch and um, was, I think, pretty candid about, you know, not expecting to be back here. But then his agent said, hey, Bill's on the phone. Yeah. So start working out. Yeah. And then before you know it, he's signed. He's back here. And he's 32 years old, but I think he's got as good a shot as anybody to be out there uh, for this team this year be- just because right now they have very few bodies yeah. to do it. They just need guys to compete right you know? now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's no guarantee he's going to make the team, but we'll, no. s- we'll see. But know? there's also, I think there's as much a chance that he doesn't make the team as there is he has an important role with this sure. team. Sure, yeah. So it could go, it, it's a wide spectrum of things that could happen with Malcolm Butler. Yep, there's a lot that can happen between now and training camp. Yeah. Yep. Um, he also said, uh, with regard to the Super Bowl, uh, that he and Bill had a talk immediately after the game and that he didn't burn any bridges, which I found remarkable from a standpoint that you know how competitive these players are even the worst guy even the lowest guy on the practice squad is one of the most competitive players you'll ever meet because that's the nature of professional athletes and it's right after the super bowl right after a game which they easily many people think could have won if he had played your emotions are high 
you know, Belichick always says, don't make decisions right after a loss or a big event like that. And Butler was in such a frame of mind that he could he could know it, it, within himself that he this was a time not to make any rash moves or say anything that was going to burn his bridges. I mean, I thought that was – I mean, especially so close to the game being over. Yeah. Don't you think that that's kind of like – that takes a lot of not only self-awareness but self-control? Yeah, it does. We'll never – well, we probably will never know what actually happened. You know, uh, I know that uh, Wickersham from mm. ESPN had some – a little bit of insight there. I'm not buying it. I think there's stuff that we just don't know, and there neither side's going to say. Um, Certainly not now. It just, you know, you're talking about the Super Bowl. It's like the the biggest game, right? I, somebody was saying like, it's like if you were a you know a kid in a church going family, and you overslept for church, mm. except it was Christmas Day. Right. Or Easter Day. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know? Right. You don't do that. And uh, it, it it had to be something so bad where you wouldn't play him, you know? Especially, okay, first half. Mm-hmm. But then second half, obviously you need that extra body out there. Mm. It can't hurt. Right. Right? Right. He can't do worse than what's happening. Right. You know, so at least give it a shot. See if, you know, 30 minutes or, you know, couple hours of sitting on the bench got his mind right you know mm. it still didn't play him right and it, the, the thing I, you know I I, <laughs> I hate revisiting these Super Bowl losses in this first half hour but the the thing that was so befuddling to everybody was if you knew that he wasn't going to play that night don't put him on the game day active roster. Well, I don't think they did like I, I mean, you I, know I, what I mean yeah like he was active he was an active player. He was one of the 40, forty-seven at that time. Something happened leading up to it that had that changed somebody. Exactly, mind, you know. So exactly. So, we'll, we'll but anyway, but he's yeah. he's moved on from it. Obviously, Bill has moved on from it too, or else he wouldn't have invited him back here. Yep. And they could use help at that position. So, I hope. I mean, he also sounded very confident in his own abilities, even at age thirty-two. Somebody asked him, you know, flat out, you know, you know, you took a year off. Are you as are you confident you're as you know? good as you were the last time you stepped on a football field, something like that. And he said, oh, yes, sir. So <laughs> he's not yeah. at a loss for, so uh, I, for I, confidence. Obviously, he didn't play last year, but the year before, his numbers at Tennessee, I mean, they weren't terrible, right? No, I don't recall off the top of my head what his numbers were that season. But, I mean, he played, what, four years there? So he lived out, I guess, his contract with Tennessee and then moved on. He was a free agent again. Uh, went to so that's the really interesting story is what happened after he left Tennessee went to Arizona yeah like you said earlier what was going on in his head that he said I can't play yeah because if I'm not focused I'm not going to be right you know that's what everybody wants to know but he seems to be over that uh, and I'm I'm anxious to see what he can do because sure. un, you know un, unless they draft a player with that 21st pick next next week or Dare I even cross my fingers and hope that they trade up for somebody? Um, it, it's a free-for-all at cornerback. Sure. You know, I mean, Jalen Mills probably has, you know, a leg up on a few other guys there because he did so much of it last year. But I even think, like, if somebody outplays Jalen Mills, he could be someone that they move, you know, maybe to safety a little bit or maybe, you know, make him be more of a role player, even though they paid him all that money. But – yeah, they have a lot of 
They have a lot of needs, well, and I think cornerback's the biggest one, so Butler has as good a chance as anybody to contribute. It's, if, it's if a he's team held, that yeah. really doesn't have a WR1 or a or CB1. One. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. Uh, and speaking of CB1s, uh, our old one is now a Colt. Yeah. Stefan Gilmore St- went to the Colts went for to the Colts. two years, 23 million, I think, is the number I yeah. saw. Yeah. So not not, crazy. not gigantic. No. Not crazy. Not like the Denzel Ward contract. I think that's a good. Good move, you know. For Paul, the Colts? Yeah, Paul makes fun of it. But it's a good move for both of them, you know? You know? Because the Colts, like, yeah, needed think, help I, defensively. And I think they're close. Right. I think, And now, you know, they've got a better quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Ryan? Yeah, I think they could do something this year. Yeah, yeah. and they beat you. Yeah. So yeah. You, can't, you can't laugh at it. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Matt Groh. Yeah. I thought, you know, what jumped out at me was – you know, obviously the wide receiver comment. You can't just sit and wait for that to happen. You got to be proactive. You know, you wonder if he's, you know, uh, if that's in reference to Devontae Parker, uh, but, or if, you know, they might do something in the draft or if there's more to come mm. at that position. But, you know, he definitely agreed with the person asking that it's, you know, impact it's impact a, player it's position an impact, or something if you like that. want an impact player mm. you have to be aggressive right you know right yeah the there the uh, there are two lines that stood out to me from his press conference one along the wide receiver line was somebody asked about the parker trade and how it came about and he specifically pointed out matt patricia got us the information pretty quickly about that Something along. I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but but what but, does that mean? Well, that's that's my question. I mean, you play them twice a year. You know who Devonte Parker is, and you know the situation in Miami. I don't know what information he's talking about. Right, and so like, why would Matt Patricia need to give that to you, especially if Matt Patricia is now in a coaching role? Well, I, but I think he's also still involved in the scouting as well. But okay, know, yeah. But I'd like to know a little bit more about that too. Yeah, like, why right. is he doing both? Is well, he going to do both? Or he, is it he just made for a now? point to name a lot of names. <laughs> he did. He did. But like, with res- somebody specifically asked about the trade, yeah. for, for Parker, and he specifically mentioned Matt Patricia, hmm. as as. But then a few questions later, you know, uh, unsolicited, he said, "Well, you know, Bill's the GM. Everybody knows Bill is the general manager here." Which you and I have said that Fred, uh, Paul has said it before. We've all thought it. We've all said it. But for somebody in that room to say it, I yeah. think is uh, is kind of a kind of a big deal. Yeah. yeah. But like you said, we we know that's the case. Yeah. But a lot of times we know things that are the case, but they'll never admit it. Yeah. That, yeah. That's a pretty that's yeah. a pretty important statement. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we talked about it uh, last week. But if you go to Patriots.com and you see the do your job on scouting, um, it's a young. It's a young room. Yes. It's a young room. You know, Matt, you know, Patricia's a little higher up there, but in mm-hmm. terms of the personnel people, for the most part, it's young guys. Yeah. And I think that's a good thing. You know, you've got the experience in Bill and Matt Patricia, um, but it's, it's you know, the game's changing. And to have guys that are a little bit closer to, you know, have played, and, mm. and it's I think it's a good thing. So. We'll see what happens with the draft this year. I mean, they certainly did well last year. They ended up with three guys that made, yeah. you know, uh, important Immediate contributions yeah. to right. the team. If they can do that again, home run. Great. And you know? I'm I'm a little b- – I know I said last week that I'm resigned to their trading down and out of the first round, but maybe it's recency bias. But after hearing Matt Grow talk, I'm a little bit less convinced that that's, an ev- that's a certainty yeah. because he seemed to – 
kind of laugh it off when he's like, well, everybody seems to say that every year about us. And then he, he mentioned, in, you know, value. And he's like, well, we want value at all for all our picks. You know, we want our 21st pick to be as valuable as our 54th. And those are the first two picks that they have in yeah. this draft, first round and second round. So maybe he was doing it for the cameras, but he, he sounded like a guy who was very much speaking not necessarily from a script at all times, but a little bit off the cuff. So uh, I, I'm, I'm hopeful that – I'm a little bit more hopeful than I was last week that they'll make a pick with that, with that first round. Okay. All right. All right, 855-PATS-500 is the ace ticket hotline. 855-PATS-500 is the ace ticket hotline. Web radio at Patriots.com is the email address. Uh, congrats to the Celtics on their game one win over Brooklyn – you know, great game. great game. From what I hear, a lot, lot of fun to watch. Um, you know, I thought they were going to blow it. They had a 15 point lead, but um, they they hung in there. And um, just a great play at the end. It just reminded me of that play when uh, we thought the Celtics were going to lose, and Bird stole it, threw it in, and, yeah. then, and then hit DJ for the uh, the layup. The layup. Mm. It was kind of reminiscent of that. There was no steal, obviously, but. Mm. The way Bird steals the ball, yeah, you know, just just the uh, unselfishness on that play, yeah, and then the final cut to the hoop and just left Irving, you know, in his, you know, in the dust. It, it was just a great ending to that game. So it looks like it's going to be a good series, good for why, Boston. Uh, why, why the long layover between uh, games one and two? I, I don't know. Why? Do, I mean, it's still in Boston. Yeah. Why aren't they playing like tonight? I, yeah. Or? They should be. It should be tonight. Right. I don't know. They just got to do with like they, TV rights. Yeah, they got to stretch it out so you know, till mid June. I mean, this is going to go to mid June. I know. You know, I know. And hockey, the same thing. Hockey goes yeah. till June. Yeah, no need for that. All right, uh, web radio at pages dot com. Uh, not everyone liked our show <laughs> yeah. last week, Eric. Right. Uh, Preet from Indianapolis says, I won't read this, <laughs> but screw you. He says this podcast has become an absolute joke. Wow. I can't wait till the next generation is hired. You guys do a uh, dog blank job from reading the same people's questions to talking about words and grammar. No one tunes in for that. Actually, yeah. most people tune in for that. Cover the effing team. What a joke. The only reason I listen is because you're the official team podcast, and I'm sure that's the only reason anyone listens to you mm, idiots. No. Or you wouldn't be working. You'd be working at the local Jiffy Lube. That's <laughs> <laughs> kind of disrespectful to the people. Find people at Jiffy Lube. Exactly. Uh, and I already know this won't be read because you only read Raj's emails from St. Louis oh. and emailers who blank you guys off with false praise. Do better. Be better, clowns. <laughs> Screw you. Uh, hey, Hapreet. You know what? Don't listen. How many years have we been doing this? Like like twenty two years 20, now. Yes, twenty something years, years now. Yeah, we talk about crazy things, yeah. especially in the off season. Yeah, so screw you. Right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, bye bye. Yeah. You know, I really all those tens and tens of thousands of people who love tuning in and listening and writing in. Yeah. Sometimes we get silly, but yeah, you know, that's what happens in the yeah. off season, and people it's, love that. It's four hours in the off season, six hours during the season. And uh, you know what? If, if he, what was his name? Uh, Hapreet. Hapreet. If he had an email worth reading that he wanted to write in, we'd read it. Right. Raj writes some good emails. Right. What can we say? And, like, Raj from St. Louis is not the only email we read. <laughs> I don't. I get to a fraction of them because we get to a lot, and I apologize for that. You know, I don't get to everybody's 
email, but you know, you read the good ones. Yeah, it's like we get we get one of those maybe give, give it a rest. every every month or two. Give we it get a rest. To, oh, cover the team. Talk about yeah. football. Talk about football. Well, when there's nothing football wise going on, like there was last week. Yeah. We talk and about I mean, other even things. This week. Okay, so the guys are back. Right. So we yeah. talk about right. But it's not like we, we're there with them. Exactly. And, you know, Malcolm Butler talk. We talk about that. Exactly. Bro talks. We'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. You know, as we get closer to the draft, we're going to do a deep dive into we're gonna have, you know, who we like. We're going to have three days of shows next Thursday, next Friday, and next Saturday, yeah. where all we're going to talk about is football yeah. during the draft. We're going to cover every single damn pick of the draft. I do have my guy. Oh, you do? Yeah. For the first pick? Well, um, I don't, I'd don't. i rather him be our second pick, or if they trade down, okay. take him in the second round. I don't want to— You don't want to give it away, right? No, I, I'll, I'll, I'll say who I like. Oh, okay, because uh, we usually do our picks on the on the website, so oh, I didn't know if you well, wanted no, to give but it away. But. He, he's like my Justin Jefferson this year, Traylon yeah. Burks from Arkansas. Yeah. I'd uh, like him in the second round if we can get him. Okay. Yeah. Big I, wide I receiver? Yeah, 6'3". Um, really can do a lot of things. He's like a a better Nikhil Harry. Well, yeah, <laughs> but he's versatile. I mean, he 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 lines up in the backfield. He, he's all over the place. He lines up in the slot outside. Uh, good numbers. Can um, he return at all? A little bit. So he's kind of like Cordero Patterson. Yeah. Well, they're, they're calling him a bigger Debo Samuel. Now I don't want to go there yet because I think Debo's my opinion, awesome. Debo yeah. Samuel is the best player in the NFL right mm-hmm. now. Um, but so, so a, a cross between Debo and Cordero. Yeah, he, he's he's he could be that guy. Hmm. You know, like like I was watching a lot of his tape. He doesn't always catch the ball cleanly. You know, sometimes a little bit. Yeah. You know, so he has to work on that a little bit. Hmm. But he's big. He uses his body. He he uh, gets open. Like I said, he he can he can Does run he out fast? of the backfield. He's a, he's he's like I think he's like four 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 five. But for a guy that's six three, yeah. Um, and he's a you know he's sturdy mm-hmm. you know um, so he's my guy I'd like to get him in the second round or if they trade down yeah. be one of the second round picks yeah you know yeah so that's that's just an early I've an early Kirsch yeah I've been going through I, yeah I, I looked at some wide receiver tape um, uh, that's really the only tape I've looked at yet I'm I'm gonna go next I'm going to the linebackers yeah um, I like the kid out of Georgia. <laughs> Take your pick well, on those n- guys. Not, not Quay, the other guy. Uh, Dean? Yeah. yeah. Kobe Dean? Kobe Dean. A yeah. little bit small. Yeah, but, but fast. But fast, Side yeah. to side? Yeah. There's, I mean, you take your pick on those Georgia defenders. I mean, yeah. there's, you're not going to miss on one of those, I don't think. Yep. So we're going to, like you said, we're going to get really deep into that next week. We're going to have Thursday night, we're going to be from 7.30 all the way to the end of the first round. So whatever that is. Probably a four-hour show. Yeah. And then um, Friday, starting at 7, we'll be on for three hours. Mm -hmm. And then Saturday for two hours. Yep, in the middle of the afternoon. Haven't even eaten. (laughs) No, he's already burping. Burping. It's a precursor to what we can expect next week. So a lot of draft stuff next week. Paul will be back. Deuce will be back. Yep. Um, We're going to be live from the draft party mm-hmm. Thursday night where we'll have live interviews with Bill Belichick, Matt Groh, Robert Kraft. So it's going to be a great show Thursday night. Any any player uh, cameos do we know of? I uh, don't know yet. Okay. Yeah. So stay tuned. Yeah. So that'll be uh, huge starting at 730 Thursday night. 
Uh, all right, so let's get to our listeners, see what's everyone th- what everyone's thinking about. Uh, we'll start with Patty and Agawam on the Ace Ticket Hotline. What's up, Patty? What's up, guys? Brad, don't listen to that emailer. You know my opinion on you're the king of all Patriots media, and you have been since 94. Hey, you listen. If you hate us, you yeah, hate us. I yeah. don't, you know, Not for everybody. That's fine. You know. Hey, as, as Eric Calvino once said, screw you, business. <laughs> you're going to be a hater. Right. Um, so I just wanted to give my, my thoughts on the Hall of Fame voting uh, finalists. The I, I want to vote for Vince Woolfork, but you guys kind of might might have swayed me a little bit more to go a little bit contrarian and uh, vote for Mike Brabel. And I want to just bring up one play that kind of gets maybe has gotten lost in the shovel or, um, you know, just, you know, lost. But um, Lost to the sands it, of time. I, lost in the sands of time, Eric. And it, it was on uh, Three Games to Glory, Part 3, the 2004 divisional game against the Colts, where the Colts had the, had the ball on the goal line. And they, were, they set up a, a play to go to uh, Dallas Clark. And on the play, Brable absolutely freaking levels them, like decletes them. Hmm. And he was the primary receiver, and Peyton had almost actually threw an interception to Eugene Wilson on that play. And ultimately, they didn't get in the end zone. They had to settle for a field goal. But that play kind of maybe more so than, like, the pressure on Kurt Warner and the strip sack in Super Bowl 38 kind of encapsulates Mike Vrabel, in my opinion. Yeah. How he was he was able to do all the, like, the little things, the dirty work, no matter what, to try and help the team win. I, that's you know why what? you I, guys played me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I agree. I mean, I nominated Vrabel the first year he was eligible just for those reasons. I mean, he did whatever – was asked of him, and he did it at a high level. Exactly, his football IQ was through the roof. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got ten receptions; every one of them were for touchdowns. You know, so that's that's more than a gimmick mm-hmm. when he lines up a tight end. You know, ten for ten, t- all touchdowns. That's <laughs> not un- not a trick play. That's unbelievable. <laughs> um, and like you said, he's played inside linebacker, yep. outside linebacker, plays well against the run, can rush the passer, yeah. can cover. You know, um, playmaker disrupts guys on their route. Yep. Just, just, just. He was a coach on the field, and really contributed to winning. You know. Um, so, f- you know, for those reasons, I nominate yes. Mike Vrabel. Right. <laughs> you know, seconded. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, totally I agree. Wait for the draft show, like always, guys. Yeah. And uh, that's all I got. I'll all right. Thanks, I'll Patty. All right, Patty. Listen. Yeah, it's not like Wolf work in. No. And Mankin shouldn't get in, but Vrabel, like he, he did it all. Yeah, yeah I, re- I remember that year that they were short on inside linebackers because yep. of injuries. And yep. he's not an inside linebacker, but he they put he, him in there. They said to, Mike go and, in there, and he played well. Yeah, you know because he, he was smart. He knew how to. Yeah, get you know what do they call it? Get through the wash there. Yeah. You know. Yep. In, yep. in traffic and make plays. He, he was. Good. You know his instincts are. He's just very very high football IQ. Right up there with you know Troy Brown, Randy Moss. Mm-hmm. Tro- uh, Tom Brady in terms of just intelligence on the field. Yeah. You know, just a smart, smart football player. Yep. And I even remember after the 03 Super Bowl, we were doing, we were making the uh, Three Games to Glory video, mm-hmm. and he participated, like helped out. I think we did me, him, uh, Ted Johnson, I think one other. We, we kind of did a director's cut where we would watch the game and 
they talked about it yep. while we were doing it. Yep. Then he sat down and looked at some edits, and he was like opinionated about like, the edits. About the edits, like, <laughs> oh, why, why'd you do this? Why? Yeah. I mean, he's just whatever it is. He's mm. he just he wants to be yeah, involved and he's do he's things. he's smart. I have no, I have no, you know, surprise that he is a good head coach. Yeah, you know, and it didn't take him long. No, you know, he went to Ohio State and yep, you know that and then was the it. Texans. Yeah, and, and uh, then he was a head coach. Right. You know, it, I, I'm not surprised at all his quick ascension. Yep. And and success. You know, you'd have to say he's been successful. Oh yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Especially with that team that came in here in 2019 yeah. and he got them to the AFC Championship. Right. I mean, yeah. So so that you know, I hope he gets in. Uh, but like I said, it's the fan vote, and I think of the three, probably Wolfwork is the most popular among the fans. But we'll Maybe. see. We'll Maybe. see what happens. Uh, Ben's in Pittsfield. What's up, Ben? Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Good. Uh, first thing for, I know Patty said the same thing, but I love the grammar talk. It's, it's incredible. <laughs> it's my day every time I listen to sure. it. Sure. Yeah. And everything else. Um, but more importantly, so I was just looking at mock drafts and stuff, and I know cornerback is something that, like, it's a position, if we draft at 21, it's a position that could be drafted. But I feel like I've heard a lot of, conflicting things like um oh Trent McDuffie or Andrew Booth do you guys have like an opinion as to which one of them you'd prefer I I don't yet I have to be honest I haven't really dived into the you know uh cornerback I know that like for example PFF they've got McDuffie rate ranked as their 11th player overall uh but he's behind Ahmad Gardner he's behind Derek Stingley at cornerback um so like just from that, if you ended up with him in the second round, that to me that would be fine. Um, I'd be happy with either one, uh, honestly, Ben. Mm-hmm. I mean, a, a quality—they're all quality players. Those those yeah. those, those top corners that we all that Fred just mentioned. Um, I mean, I, what's the likelihood that either one of them is going to be there? I think probably Booth is more likely. Um, mm-hmm. So I I would lean toward him. Uh, un- unless you want to trade up, which I'd be fine with that too. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I, any one of those corners, whether it's Elam, uh, McDuffie, Gardner, Booth, I'll I'll take I'll take those well, the guys. Thing, the thing about Booth, Gordon, is, even Kyler Gordon. I mean, Booth, yeah. was, Booth Clemson's a good so team. Different things. You know, yeah. Clemson's a good team. You know, and last year was his first year as a starter there, but he had forty six targets, right? Mm. And he gave up 29 catches for three over 300 yeah. yards. So, like, it's not like he stopped everything. There aren't, you know, like. No, I no cornerback. Like, stop. I have to look at Stingley a little yeah, bit closer. Yeah, it's not like a shutdown. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. The People, that's what we want, but we're not going to get that. Right. We're not going to get it. It's not going to be, like, the answer to all the, like, he's not going to shut down digs or anyone like that. Right, and like, I guarantee a rookie in the NFL, he's going to get going to get targeted. Right. Yeah. Well, he's certainly going to get targeted. I don't yeah. know if he'll get torched, but well, he's certainly going to get targeted. Yeah. At times, he'll look bad. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But And I also had um, another thought. I know I've called him about Mechie before, but I was thinking about it a little differently. And I think, um, so you draft, when you draft a quarterback, right, like you draft Mac Jones at 15 um, with like the assumption that in the future he'll be your starter. Right. Rarely, mm-hmm. I feel like, do teams draft quarterbacks in the first round without them yeah, right. being a part of the future. But when you draft that quarterback, and especially now with the theme of pairing receivers and quarterbacks from college, that window to get a receiver that your quarterback 
played with in college, it, it's only that one year. And yes. I know that, like, on the board, you could have, you know, other wide receivers there. But I feel like because it's that, like, that window, it's one year, may, maybe two. I'm not really too sure about other situations, but that window, you'll never have that opportunity again. There will no. never be another wide receiver on the board that played with Mack and Collins. It's a good a point, Ben, because these quarterbacks only play one or two years now. You know? Exactly. Yeah. 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 You know, and in 10 years down the road, you know, there's not going to be a wide receiver in the direct. Like, let's say Mac works out and he's our starter for the next decade, right? Which would be ideal. But, you know, we're not going to have a receiver 10 years down the road that played with Mac. You know what I mean? That, like, but that, is, that that, a, but it, is that a relatively new thing now, yeah, though? With, I, you know, you get a quarterback from the same school. Because if you look at all the great quarterback wide receiver tandems through history, right. they're, they're rarely from the same school. Right. I, I, think it, I think it's very, very recent, like the last year or two. Yeah. Where, you oh, know, 100%. You know? Yeah. I um, think, I, but I think, like, there's, I think, you know, if we're, so say, you know, he's there at 54. And I know a lot of people want them to draft him regardless. But, like, taking into consideration, like, the fact that, um, you know, after after this draft class, there's not going to be another receiver that has the chemistry that that has already been like established with Mac. And I think like you know there could be someone who's you know ranked better. But like to me, I think it'd be um, a better decision to like I'm not going to say risk because you know Mechie's a really good player. But you know just you know you got to shoot because again like this is that last year like the, well, the only year that you can yeah but yeah but, but the, either metro well is they're, they're not going to play until you, you know maybe end of october november right you but, know williams williams got hurt in january metro got hurt in december but think of it this way ben mm-hmm. think of it this way ben before they got to alabama mac jones and mechie and williams n- never played with each other before so they yeah. de- they developed a chemistry within a year or mm-hmm. so because yeah. he was only a starter, like Fred said, he was only a starter for a year, maybe a year and change. Yeah, he played of the a few games. Injury. And, right, but basically a year and a half. Let's let's give him, let's call it that. They developed a mm-hmm. chemistry that quickly. So you bring another receiver in through the draft or through free agency, and he develops with yeah. them. I, I mean, I, I mean, it's not impossible. It's, it's not like just because you went to college together, you're automatically yeah. going to oh, be on 100%. the same page. So yeah, it's just, just, I don't worry just, about it that Just much. get a good receiver. Yeah, just they'll get somebody good. They, they, like, exactly. It, it didn't take long for Randy Moss and Tom Brady to develop a chemistry. Yeah. Exactly what I was thinking great. of. Exactly what I was you know, thinking of. Because they're both really good. But, yeah. you know. <laughs> I, I agree 100% with your point, guys, but I would say, too, like the team that they were on won the national championship. You know, yeah. like if it was, you know, some smaller team, if that's one thing. But like Mac and Mechie won the national championship together. Like I feel like that's got to add a little bit, more, you know, add something else to the mix because you know they're able to uh, like be successful together. Granted, the Alabama teams are stacked, but yeah. um, I don't know. For all we know, they hated each other. Like no, but I get your point. You know, yeah. it, and those windows are so small now. Thanks for the yeah. call, yeah. Ben, because these quarterbacks are playing one or two years. and mm. Or then, the receivers are playing one right. or two years, and then they're leaving right. early. Yeah, so. Yeah. Um, let's see. Rashad in Baltimore. What's up, Rashad? Hey, what's up? What's up? Hey. Uh, I, well, first, let me first address, the, I guess, the first email. You already know. I, I, love, I love all the topics. They don't matter if it's about Patriots. It's about president uh it don't matter it's about uh anything i, I love anything y'all talk about well thank you thank you but i want yeah i want to talk about the draft though i i mean i definitely think the first we we, we got to get a defender i mean yeah. we, you can get a wide receiver in the mid-round second or third but i'm with you booth booth or elam those are the ones i'm thinking i'm thinking trent mcduffie he's gonna be gone he's gonna be gone early probably yeah three cornerbacks probably taking in a, a top 15 pick. Yeah. 
Probably. Probably, but I agree with you. I think defender, one way or the other, whether it's cornerback, linebacker, edge, D-line, whatever, they need a defender. They need they need help on defense. It's That's glaringly obvious, especially after the last uh, the way like, the last season ended I, for me. I know, I know there's no chance that the Patriots get him because most people think he might be the top pick. But Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan mm. – I mean, I didn't watch a lot of Michigan, but when I did, like that last game that he played in the playoffs, I mean, he completely disappeared. Like he was neutralized, mm. you know. And I'm, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not really a fan of him. I, I, I don't, I don't think really going to be a NFL. Yeah, I, I just wonder about him. You know, it would be so patriot. Uh, wouldn't be our luck though, right? With after drafting all these edge guys from Michigan, he's the one that works out, and we don't get him, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I just, I just wonder. Like, <laughs> I'm sure he's not even gonna. You know, the Patriots won't have a sniff of him at 21. Mm. Uh, but I just wonder what, you know, what he's gonna be when he faces the top competition every week. Yeah, I mean, it, it's I, that's a risk with a lot of these guys who have very little experience too. Um, what I'm excited about more so in this draft than than other years is that there is almost no consensus about the top five yeah to ten like the, every draft yeah, mock draft you I, see I, I there's a different guy at one draft. there's a different guy at two well that's, that's what happens like when you don't have a lot of good quarterbacks yeah and, you know it, it now everyone's like or oh. that one premier defensive player right you know? like the that uh like uh what's his name uh mario williams remember back in the day when sure. it was him and uh uh reggie bush yeah and, and they went with they went with williams like I feel like every time I look at a mock draft, I'm seeing a different like it's like a shell game. There's a different set of top yeah, five you guys, see a different player in a different spot every yeah. time. That's why I'm interested in this draft too, because you really don't know where anybody's going to go. Yeah, I like it. That's why I'm excited about the first round. Yeah, very much. Yep. Yeah, I'm 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 excited for the Patriots too. I'm I really hope we don't trade back. I'm 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 just trying to be like like if it happens, I'll be okay with it, but. I really want them to just draft a player in the first round. Let it be an impact player, somebody we can if they if they good, we can have that fifth year option. Like yeah. I'm just trying to get some type of impact play because we need yeah, something. Totally. I mean, if it's all true, you know, the page it's people are saying that the Patriots have like over 100 million in cap space next year. It's projected right? to be, yeah. So like, what about oh, like you know spending that draft capital out. next year to get guys you want this year in the draft, and then next year. Mm. You know, use the money for free agency. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like I, Brad, I, I want to say one thing about uh, Traylon Traylon Burks. Yeah, I mean, I'm coming around. He 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 he's definitely different, but I don't think the Patriots are going to get him. I I think the Packers are going to end up getting him with they uh, with the second or their first round picks. Okay, yeah, because they need they they need somebody. Yeah, I I just you know he's my guy. He's the guy I you know mm. I I kind of. You know, watched all this tape, and it's like, okay, this is the guy that intrigues me. He's not the best receiver in the draft, but he intrigues me. He seems like he could do a lot for the Patriots. You know, so all right, Rashad, thanks for the call. Yep, um, call. Um, let's see. Speaking Some of things, emails. speaking of crazy things, uh, David in Leeds, UK, says after last Thursday's show, I had no idea what a vocal fry was, so I went and looked it up. I found a YouTube video where someone has put together a full minute of nonstop Kim Kardashian vocal fries. Oh, God. I now can't get the insidious insidious croaking out of my head. Thanks a bunch, Fred. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't hear that. Oh, yeah. It's – I can't stand it. And, like, people think it's becoming. It's not. It's not. It's unbecoming. It's unbecoming. 
<laughs> I don't like it at all. It's becoming. It's it's a bad effect. Uh, let's go to Spee in Fresno. What's up, Spee? Spelling Spee. Preet is going to hate this call. <laughs> I got pure non-football nonsense to address these men. Bring um, it. So <laughs> I, got, I got some streaming recommendations, Fred, uh, and another word complaint. But first, I got to say, I started Severance over the weekend. Excellent recommendation. Um it's like it kind of like made me think about those Charlie Kaufman movies, like being John Malkovich or Eternal Sunshine, Spotless Mind, or like like Twin Peaks, like David Lynch stuff. Yeah, it's just really really interesting. Totally recommend. Okay, good. Glad you're enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, but then to you, uh, have you seen, have you? This, I got three shows like Louder Milk. Have you ever seen that one? Nope. It's, a, it's the guy, the the actor from Office Space, Ron Livingston. He's like a he plays like this former music critic and like a recovering alcoholic who's a substance abuse counselor. And he's just got, he's got a terrible attitude and it's like comedy drama type thing. He has some great relationships to develop. It's a good one. It's on Amazon prime. Um, Sounds a lot like his office space the, the character. Two, it is. He is kind of like one of those actors. It seems like he plays the same guy, Yeah, uh, but it's a really good show. Um, the other two, uh, one of them is, is it's an older show. It's called black books. It's like a, this British sitcom about like this weird bookshop owner. It's really, really funny, um, Fred. I think I've never like heard it. of it. Black and, book, um, yeah, yeah. It's it's got it's this bookshop owner Bernard Black, and he's just drinking and smoking all the time. He has this quirky assistant. It's it's hilarious. Okay, it's, it's really funny. And where's that one on? And um, that's you, that one is also Amazon Prime. Um, okay, and I think that both of those you can get you can get without paying. I'm not sure, but I know this last one you got to pay for. But you also absolutely have to see it. It's this 2021 British drama called Boiling Point. It's it's like an hour and 30 minutes, but it's all intensely paced and it's all in one single shot. It's crazy. It's about this like this this like busy London restaurant on like a crazy night where like all these personal and professional crises kind of unfold throughout the evening. But it's all one shot. We're okay. at a restaurant. It's like an hour and a half. Nice. Right. All right. Uh, Boiling Point. Okay. My, Boiling point, definite. And then my, my one word complaint, um, babe. Babe. <laughs> like, just just terms of endearment in general, they seem like cookie cutter and kind of conforming. Weird, way, like honey, sweetie, dear, schmoopy, whatever. Yeah. But babe is just gross. Well, that's Brady. That's Bra- Brady and Edelman. I know. It's also uh, I know, I know. Gino. We got that Gino <laughs> clip. Thanks, babe. Thanks, babe. Just stick around for a while. Yeah. Thanks, babe. Hang you guys call your partner? I'm sorry, Fred. Do you call it? I, I don't call anyone, Fred, babe. Have you ever used babe? No. Um, no. <laughs> only only that one time when he uh, when he lip locked with Brady. That was yeah, the right. Time. No, I, even Uh-oh. then, even then. Now, when Junior Sale was on the team, was Buddy. buddy. Everybody yeah. was Buddy, and if he really liked it, was Buddy Buddy. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> Doubled up on everybody the buddy. was Buddy because mm-hmm. yeah. he couldn't remember your name either. Right. So, all right, right Speed. Well, uh, get, I'm, we're waiting for the rules on the uh, spelling. The spelling, Speed. It's coming. It's okay. Coming sooner than later. All right. Thanks for the call. Uh, Tony writes in about Malcolm Butler and not playing in the Super Bowl. You don't punish the team for any individual's personal transgression, especially in a Super Bowl. Here, here. A game which some might never appear in again. Inexcusable, he says. Yeah, I know. We we scratched an old wound there. Yeah. Sorry. I know. Uh, Brandon writes in from Framingham. He says, I've been watching Man in the Arena since it became available on Hulu. It's obviously a little self-serving, but I think it's cool 
to listen to some of the offensive uh, OG Patriots, original gangster yeah. Patriots like Bruschi and Vrabel. And talk, so. We talk about the team in a candid way. It's hard to argue that Tom wouldn't have been successful no matter where he went, but I can't help but feel like he takes a lot of the credit for the teams that Belichick created. I thought it was interesting that in Episode 6, where Brady goes over the 2014 season, he begins it by saying he was putting roots down and then the Patriots draft Garoppolo. That seemed to really piss him off and was the fracturing of the Belichick-Brady relationship. In hindsight, this probably did help his drive to compete. Something he did not include was that after the KC game, Bill was asked if he was thinking of a quarterback change, and he just scoffed at the question. None of this really matters or changes my opinion of anything. But I thought the narrative he created on the 14 season was interesting. Mm. Okay, and there's going to be another one. I I thought they were done with that, but there's a finale coming where he talks about his departure from New England. Apparently. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just read about that today. Okay. So stay tuned. What, does he is he going to talk about his near departure from Tampa? I, I don't think so. But yeah. I mean, it's I so funny know. the outrage <laughs> the outrage that right, happened Tom. after that. You know, Instagram. Yeah. Uh, retirement from Tampa. Well, I didn't need you know, now we know why he mm. didn't mention because this was it was just a leverage play the whole thing yeah and you know what I think I went back and looked I don't think he ever used the word retire no retirement he said I'm gonna leave competitive, the competitive portion yeah of, it, so that meant I might go into ownership in Miami mm. or, you know I don't know but crazy crazy stuff but now he's playing again yeah see you wonder though once you start thinking about retirement, they say you're That's already it. retired. Yeah, yeah, and it, that showed that he was thinking about it. So you wonder how he's going to be this year. I'll bet he he this will be his last year, win or lose, win or lose. Yeah, hmm. yep. I'm going to say that right now. I think this is his last year, win or lose. Wow. Yep. Okay. Now that doesn't mean he may not eventually go to Miami and be an owner or somewhere else or you know. I would what love if he, what if he what if he does go to Miami and plays and owns at the same well, time? Well, then I'm wrong. Then I'm wrong. You know? I as a like player. I wonder I wonder if that's something he wants to do. Yeah. Because I, a lot of times you hear him say he he a lot of times he uses the phrase you know there's more uh, there's more for me to accomplish, or there's more yeah. for me to do, or whatever. He wants like, to be the first player. Think, like, owner what else can in you do? Like, maybe, maybe that's the, yeah. what he wants to do. Yeah. Um, let's see. Justin in Alabama writes in. Uh, forget about the emailer from earlier. Doesn't sound like a true Patriots fan to me. And if brains were dynamite, he could he couldn't blow his nose. Oh. Uh, I have a hypothetical for you. Let's fast forward four years and assume that Bill is still the head coach and Mac is still quarterback looking at a contract extension, mm -hmm. which means we have had success, maybe even a Super Bowl title. What will we look back on as the key moment or moment decisions that led to our success? Also, Fred, is, is it nice to be able to complete a thought without Paul chiming in? <laughs> oh, I no. Paul keeps me on my toes. You yeah. know, it's fine. I, I and I love just getting you like under his skin. Right. Yeah. And you do it very well. It doesn't take much to get under his skin. <laughs> no. No, we both know the buttons. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then, then he sees you give give like one of us a little look or a wink or raise the eyebrow and he knows it's on at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, look forward to that in so, the coming days. So in your scenario, yeah. what will have been the key moments or decisions uh that would have you know come up with that success and i think he's thinking about like guys you brought in 
Will we have brought in that key wide receiver? Will we have, you know, brought in a new tackle or shored up the offensive line? I think it's a skill position guy. I think it's a wide receiver because I think you've kind of addressed your tight end spot. You know, obviously we'd like to get more out of out of uh, Smith, Um, but if you get Smith Henry together, I think you're pretty settled. The running back committee tends to work itself out. Whoever's back there, I think the future looks pretty good with them. You got to you got to get the the guy who defenses have to game plan against at wide receiver, and have plenty of complimentary players right now. But you you don't have that one guy. I think that's the that's going to be the critical thing. Yeah, Mac Rowe was saying if you want one of those guys, you got to go be aggressive and go get him. So and, and then you have Dante Scarnecchi who says that Mac needs his banky. I think he needs both. You know and yeah. and. These guys know something. You know, Dante mm. Skarnecki has been around the game as long as Bill Belichick has, literally. Yeah. You know, and so and mostly on the offensive side of the ball. So he knows. And if he's saying it, then there's something to it. Yeah. You know? And so maybe that's the key th- decision or, mo- you know, that they um, they bring in that binky for Mac Jones. Um, yeah. They need, they need help at that position big time. Yeah, that and cornerback, and also um, Patrick Mahomes breaks his leg. Oh, come on now! <laughs> there I goes mean, Fred you can't ignore that guy. No, I mean, you know, crazy things happen, you know. Yeah, but you can't rely on no. that being the, the the key turnover. It has to be something the Patriots do internally. Yeah, and they, you know, there's there's so much they got to do right now. They got to shore up that defense. They, you know, they just have to. But in his scenario. If Mac is still here four years from now, yeah. Bill's still here from four years from now. That means they picked up the option. Yeah, and on his fifth year, and things have been going going right. well enough that they wanted to pick up the option, right. and that he's probably going to be that's in his line point. For an so, like, so, why why did they go good? Is his question. What what were the factors that made it go good? Yeah, I think they need to get the receiver, so they have a they have an offense that can keep up with these other offenses in the AFC, and they improve their defense to the point where they can at times shut down or at least limit some of those other offenses because it's only getting more competitive, not less competitive in this conference. So they need to they need more than one thing. They need two things. Both sides of the ball. Uh let's see. Chris writes in. Uh he's from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Alberta. Uh after all the Seinfeld references, I finally caved and watched the show. Amazing. I will say the last episode left me kind of meh. Uh, was wondering what show did you guys love but didn't really like the ending. In my opinion, Breaking Bad is the only solid ending to a fantastic show. Also, side football question. Now the football question yes, is a side, a side question. question. <laughs> What's your pre-draft record for the Patriots season next year? I'm thinking 7-10, and 10, to be honest, with the defense we have. Uh, I'm going to – right now I'm going to say – Nine and eight. Well, yeah, mine nine was, and eight. Mine was eight and nine hmm. earlier. I'm going to stick with that. I mean, Devontae Parker ticks it up just a little bit, but not enough to make it, you know, uh, nine and eight instead of eight and nine. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see what happens in the draft, and you know, there's still a lot to go. Uh, but that's right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, and I ha- I hate to say that. I hope I'm wrong, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, and again, I'm, I'm. It's not just. Oh, the Patriots are a bad team. The oh, competition, exactly. There's a lot of teams that are right. You know, really good right now. Right. You know, in the AFC, it's so that's part of it. That's you know how I'm factoring in. Mm-hmm. But 
things can things can change, and I hope they do. Um, let's go to New Orleans, where Jerry's calling in from. What's up, Jerry? Seinfeld? Yeah. Seinfeld? What's, what's, up, what's, up, what's going on, guys? What's up with New Orleans? Uh, just random weather, man. It's, it, it's, we got bipolar weather here. Okay. Um, so I got a couple, I got two questions for y'all. Is that all right? Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Shoot. Okay, all right, cool. Um, with the draft coming up, I can't help the feel that we're going to take a defensive player at 21, whether it's a cornerback, a linebacker, safety, DN. Um, with that being said, who are, who are some wide receivers y'all could, you know, who do y'all have y'all's eyes on? Me, personally, is Christian Watson and Medchie and uh, Bo, Bo Milton. I like you're Watson, in. too. I like Christian Watson. He's another guy on my board. But you mentioned you like the guy from Arkansas. Traylon Burks. That's I like, your, I like your Burks. right now. But Watson, I like. I, I don't. I think he's a little lower on my board than than Burks, but I like him as well. I, I'm. Um, he intrigued me. I mean, I, I, I don't know if I'd want anybody in the first round. Uh, quite frankly, Jerry, I think I think you'd be better off getting, uh, getting one of those guys in the second round because I think there are more of right. them. Yeah, you know, I I, I agree in terms of wide receiver. We're not going to get one of the prim, primo guys. So, either Watson or Burks, second round. Um, you know, first round, like I mentioned, the Kobe Dean from Georgia, he could be available at twenty one. He could be. Yeah, I I don't I don't think it's likely, but I think he could. You know. Yeah. I I I put the low percentage on that likelihood, but you know, because there could there's probably going to be a run on cornerbacks, and there's probably going to be a run on wide receivers. There's always a run on some position. Yeah, inexplicably. At so times. linebacker could drop. Yeah. yeah. Fair. Um, okay. Uh, second question. Um, it's it's a trivia question. Okay. Game. Um. Who who holds the single game most receiving uh, receiving yards in a game? For the Patriots or NFL? In, in, in general, in, in the NFL. Oh, God. Single game, reception, yards, We probably record. should know this. Um, it's not Julio. I'll put it that way. Hmm. Calvin Johnson? No. I don't think no? so. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm feeling like it's somebody from like the 80s or 90s. Am I right or no? I'm 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 not sure when he played, but I do think it's 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 around that area. Okay. NFC team. NFC. Bigger than a bread box. <laughs> that? No, that's like a twenty-one. Uh, Henry Ellard. Uh, no. All right, who is it? It's Willie Flipper Anderson. Wow, Willie Anderson. Willie Anderson he, from the he, from, from the, the Bears, from the Rams. Oh, from the Rams, right? From, from the, the Rams. Yeah, from I, the Rams. He, he he set the record against the New Orleans Saints in the in the Superdome with yeah. uh, I want to say three thirty six. Yeah, I picked the wrong Ram. I went with Henry Ellard. Right. I, I knew it was somebody on the Rams because okay. I remember the game. Okay, Flipper Anderson. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, thank you guys for making my day. It's All right. Been a pleasure. Thanks, Jerry. All right, Jerry. Don't, don't be a stranger. Call in. Call again. Uh, call from New Orleans. They're having yeah. wild weather. Wild, down. wild, wild, wacky, weird, weather. and crazy weather. Uh, I just tornadoes. And we don't get a lot of New Orleans listeners that contribute. That's no? a, that's a rare one. Uh, Phil writes in from Austin, Texas. Mm. Uh, he says for uh, the Hall of Fame, his vote is Will Fork. Okay. Uh, he was the anchor of the defense for almost ten years. 
I think part of the reason Belichick traded Richard Seymour was that the Patriots couldn't afford new contracts for both Wilfork and Seymour, so he kept Vince and traded Seymour. Nothing against Makins, but he did get turnstiled in two Super Bowls and an AFC championship against Denver. Yeah, it's unfortunate that in some of the biggest games, the O-line and Mankins in particular didn't didn't play that well. Yeah. But overall, he's one of the greatest linemen this team's ever had. He is. Uh, Burton, Burton Island, uh, I'm so glad you brought up vocal fry. It drives me nuts. Eric, I can't believe you weren't aware of this as no. someone who does still watch the news. Uh, vocal fry skews more younger and more female. Criticizing vocal fry is now often labeled sexist. Okay. There is an evolutionary theory about women affecting this guttural tone as a means to compensate for the unfair physical disadvantage that natural selection has bestowed. Oh, well, that's, that's kind of, I don't agree with that. Or it could be just a fad. I think it's more that. <laughs> uh, in any case, just Google it, Eric, or listen to any young NPR podcast reporter. Once you start hearing it, you will join the club of the perpetually annoyed. You're welcome. You know, I listened to you know Howard Stern once in a while. He, I think he might have termed vocal fry. Oh or yeah. If not him, he was one of the first to make it popular. And he, um, if it's he, that bad, why he, do he I watches The Bachelor. Like I've never watched that show, but I guess there was this one of the guys. Howard Stern watches The Bachelor. Yeah, he loves that show. Really? Yeah. And um, one of the guys who was The Bachelor had the worst male vocal fry. It was just like ridiculous. Like, ridiculous. So it's basically a millennial thing, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <sighs> yep. Why, w- why would I want to hear it then if it's that annoying? Well, once you hear it, then you'll... You can't not hear it, then, right? Then you, you can't not hear it when other people do it. Yeah. You know? It's like, what are you, why are Wait, you talking are you... <laughs> like that? Stop it. All right. Uh, we're going to take a break. Um, when oh. we come back, more calls and emails here on Patriots Unfiltered. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. The ruling on the field stands. We deliver jerseys, funny foam fingers, and everything you need for the game. But what you really get is so much more. FedEx delivery. Game day spirit. What we deliver by delivering. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great. But it takes a big step to get there. In fact... It takes a leap of faith, a belief in what you're striving toward, and a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments, a world of investing. We are patriots, and our standards are a little different. We don't just carry the hopes of a city, but the hopes of an entire region. For us, no uphill battle is ever too high to climb. And our favorite ring is the next one. Our job isn't done until the final down is played. And everyone knows we gave it our all. We the fans march forward with the power to do what it takes. 
just like we've done time and time again. We are the home field advantage. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the New England Patriots and stand with them as they defy the odds. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla's speed test intelligence data Q2 2020. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. The ruling on the field stands. We deliver jerseys, funny foam fingers, and everything you need for the game. But what you really get is so much more. FedEx Delivery. Game Day Spirit. What we deliver by delivering. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great. But it takes a big step to get there. In fact, it takes a leap of faith. A belief in what you're striving toward. And a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, 
to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments, a world of investing. We are patriots, and our standards are a little different. We don't just carry the hopes of a city, but the hopes of an entire region. For us, no uphill battle is ever too high to climb. And our favorite ring is the next one. Our job isn't done until the final down is played. And everyone knows we gave it our all. We the fans march forward with the power to do what it takes. Just like we've done time and time again. We are the home field advantage. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the New England Patriots and stand with them as they defy the odds. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. And now, great moments in history. I mean, I think it's a balancing act. And I mean, I think building a team, you don't want to get too young. You want to still have some veteran presence. But, whoa. Uh, but, excuse me. Do you hear that? You know, I, I also don't think you can just Paul. turn it all over to. We haven't even eaten yet, Fred. <laughs> wow. What are they doing? Matt, Matt's going to take care oh, of business. Oh. <laughs> I like the Matt. <laughs> Matt, 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 Matt going to lay the smack it down. Why does marine muscles like ties a bandana first for some reason? <laughs> yeah. Like, what is. <laughs> Rambo. Morel, first knife, blood. Like, what is going Matt, look out. <laughs> Murdoch. <laughs> but I, I, I'm coming to get yeah. you. Yeah, Todd, I would just say, though, I think generally, you know, Paul and I are the same page of just like, this team has to get younger. They got to get younger. Uh, oh, yeah. And so that guy's dead now, everybody. So <laughs> yeah. Neutral, so neutralize. Back in, covered in blood. Neutralize is the word we use. That was, that was as fast force. as I've ever seen you dispose of a body. <laughs> that was impressive. Yeah. And good. I don't have to bear witness being on the phone, right? I'm no, no, you don't know no, what happened. No, you don't know no, what, you don't you know what happened. Didn't see anything. You didn't see anything. Yeah, thanks, Todd. Appreciate it. That's another great moment <laughs> from Patriots Unfiltered. All right, back here in Patriots Unfiltered, eight five five Pat's five hundred is the Ace Ticket Hotline. Web Radio at Patriots dot com is the email address. Getting a lot of emails in. Uh, here's one at the top. He's uh, Nolan writes in finally about binge watching. I finally got my girlfriend to watch the marvel series just finished wandavision in return we also watch ghost adventurers and stranger things um oh, those are all different though right those yeah, are all in the marvel stranger universe. things is at marvel right. uh wandavision was really good um it was it it took like three or four episodes to understand what the hell was going on mm. but once you did it was an excellent story i i thought it was well done is it its own self-contained series yeah the series is self-contained, but you can find out the further events in the upcoming Doctor Strange movie on May fifth. Oh, so it is part of the Marvel. Oh yeah, kind of division is part of the Marvel. Oh, it is. Oh yeah, oh, okay, absolutely. Okay, okay. Uh, but really, excellent, excellent. Well, did you think that was well done, well written? WandaVision has been my favorite out of the Disney Plus shows so far. Was yeah. that uh, Paul Bettany who played in the? Uh, he played the Vision. Yeah, yeah. And I, who was Wanda? Elizabeth uh, Olsen. Why do I know the, that name? The Olsen twins. Little sister. Oh, okay. Yeah, I would highly recommend that. Like, your first couple episodes, you'd be like, what are they doing here? Mm. But then, you know, you learn more, and it's like it totally makes sense mm. what, what's going on. So uh, very good, very good. 
Uh, Bill and Bozeman writes in about the Hall of Fame uh, finalists. I agree that all three deserve to be in the Patriots Hall, but for me, Big Vince is a no-brainer for this year. He was a great player, great Patriot leader with a big heart and big personality. I think the Patriots Hall folks need to have that extra non-football element that ties them to the legacy of the team. I know Paul isn't here to argue against that. I also have maybe an irrational reason to not pick Vrabel right now, and that's just because he's still in the league as a coach for another team. Yeah. He definitely deserves it, but maybe it can wait a while. It has waited a while. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty soon he's not going to pick up the phone. I get that. You know, like if, if Vrabel does get in, the like, you know, you, you can't it's have a different him back type of ceremony. A, yeah, you can't have him back for a game and all that stuff. Yeah. So. But I, I don't think that should be the factor. No, it shouldn't. You know, I don't think that If he's deserving be. of getting in, he should get in, and then you worry about those particulars later. Yep. Um, let's see. Jan from Prague, Czechoslovakia, writes in, just listening to Thursday's <laughs> show, and so far <laughs> you Czech did Republic not mention <laughs> any of my favorite stand-up comedians, so uh, do you love them or hate them? Jim Jeffries. Don't know him. Don't know him. Ricky Gervais. Gervais, yeah. Gervais, yes, love him. Yeah, love him. Louis C.K., loved him until he had his thing, and now he, he doesn't do much, right? Or is, I is he back on tour? I don't know. I'm not a, I was never a fan of but his. But he was, he was funny. Oh, you, was didn't, he? you didn't like him? Yeah, I didn't care for him. Really? Why? I don't know. He just, his type of, you know. Did you ever watch his series, me. the show that he had on TV? No. He, he, no. he was really good. He was on the top, and he blew it. Mm. You know, like, he... He could have done anything. Jimmy Carr. I don't know him either. Jimmy Carr. That name sounds a little familiar, but I don't know. Can't place him. Bill Burr is uh, appearing locally. He's at Fenway Park. He's got a, oh, yeah? a show at Fenway Park. Oh, really? A show? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's going to fill that? Stan well, that's the question. Really? Yeah. That's the question. Um, but yeah, so Bill Burr's going to be at Fenway Park. Ricky Gervais <laughs> made some good uh, series too. Have you ever watched any of his series? Oh, he's he's funny as hell. He, I mean, the, he was the originator of The Office. Yeah. So when he sold it to NBC, uh, excuse me, NBC, NBC, he raked in a bunch of dough. Yeah. From that, um, but he did. I think they did tw twelve episodes of yeah. the British version. Yeah. And it was just laugh out loud funny yeah, yeah uh and then he did another series called extras where he and a couple of his friends uh on the show were act trying to be actors so they would show up as extras for all these movie things yeah. and they would get to meet all these like like actual S actors right. like were playing themselves like kate winslet played herself yeah but like a, like like a fictionalized version of herself where sure. she was like you know over dramatic and Whatever, but it, that was a good, good show, concept. too. Good concept. Yeah. A good way to, like, bring in stars every week. Exactly. Yeah. Good vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's he's really funny, Ricky Gervais. Uh, Sean's in Vancouver. What's up, Sean? Hey, Fred. I just got a couple things. So you guys are doing three shows next week for the draft. Does that mean that there's no show on Tuesday? No, there'll be a yeah, show on Tuesday. There will be. Wow, yeah, four shows. Amazing. Yeah. In a playbook um, next other, week. The other question I have is in terms of our first round. There, let's say some players fall. Like um, uh, of all these players, which one would you want the most of, of any of the four receivers, like London Wilson, Williams, or Alave, or um, Georgia nose tackle Jordan Davis, um, linebacker Devin Lloyd, um, Florida State edge uh, Jermaine Johnson, or cornerback uh, Trent McDuffie? Which one of those guys would you hope 
falls the most. Well, I, uh, I don't know. I mean, the guy that I know it's boring, but the, the Georgia guy, the no, the Alabama tackle, Evan Neal. Oh, the offensive lineman. Yeah, yeah, not nice. That would be something. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't thinking of anyone like that would be top five. But yeah, obviously, you'd grab him. I was thinking of guys like might have, might have a chance. Uh, see, I think Williams has a chance. I think Williams, I think has, Williams a chance. has a chance to fall. Yeah, you know. So that would be your player, Jameson Williams. Yeah, I think so. If if he's at twenty one, you got to get him, even if he's not going to play this year. Um, like I know, like I said, he got hurt in January. Yeah. So what do they say? Like nine months now. Probably, you know, mid-season. So that puts him into late October, right? And then they're never the same for that, in, first, in that first year, year right? So, you know, what you get out of him this year is questionable, but man, it's a long-term investment. It, for it's sure. it's it's a little bit yeah. of a risk, but man, if he's right, there there's your connection. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, he he's got probably the best opportunity to become a Hall of Famer in the long run. So. Yeah, but I, I, I would, I would to answer your question directly, Sean. I would say the Georgia guy, Davis. Yeah, if I'm he right fell, I would, I would definitely take him. He, you're looking at somewhat of like a Will Fork type, not quite as big as Will Fork, I don't think, but um, that type That's of so player, powerful, like a big, powerful yeah. defensive lineman in the middle, especially with the way they've gotten run on in the past few <laughs> yeah. years. It's they need to need to stop the bleeding there. Yeah, yeah, I'm he, hoping for he's Jordan definitely that for guy sure. in the middle. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thanks a lot. I'll listen on Tuesday. Thanks, okay. Sean. Appreciate it. Um, <clears throat> let's get back to some of these emails. Uh, let's see. Juan from Stratford has a trade package for wide receiver. Upon Avon? First, he says, screw that hater email you just read earlier. You guys rock. On a different note, seeing the latest news on Debo Samuel – Terry McLaurin, and A.J. Brown contract issues, would you package a deal to trade for any one of those three wide receivers, and what would that package look like? Oof. That's the thing. You know, Debo Samuel is looking for $25 million a year. And that's the going right? rate for a good receiver you know, nowadays. So, so you're packaging up assets, and you're going to have to pay the guy. Yeah, I I don't think they, I just don't think they have enough assets to well like entice I said you'd have to, to dip into twenty twenty three and twenty four probably <laughs> yeah you know um like Debo's like the the ceiling's so high on him but think I about mean, it like you what player on this team would be so attractive to another team oh, that they'd I mean, you'd have, you'd have none. to be trading draft picks yeah none yeah I, you'd have to give up two draft picks probably one this year one next year and. Uh, Nikhil Harry. No, I you know, <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, I it the price is so high for a guy like that. Um, to me, M- McLaurin and Brown aren't as good, so maybe you wouldn't have to give it much for those two. But um, still, you know, th- these are the impact wide receivers that Matt Gross talking about. You you know, you got to yeah. be aggressive if right. you want to get them. Right. You know, I, I was thinking about it like, you know, the Patriots haven't really drafted a lot of wide receivers in the first round. You know, they they did with Harry, um, but it's not often that they do. And obviously they haven't drafted any quarterbacks in the first round, right? Under Belichick, you Under mean. Under Belichick. Right. And I, I think – Since uh, – other than Mac. And, you know, I'm just guessing here, but, you know, drafting those high-impact positions in the first round, like, you know, quarterback – cornerback you know edge, edge rusher and receiver hmm. 
it's tough because if they are good, their second contract is it's huge. huge. Right. Huge. Right. As opposed to like linemen or interior de- de- defensive guys or linebackers, their quarter their second contracts are a little bit more manageable. You know? They're so, still getting big though. Like Oh yeah. Like, uh, oh yeah. You know, look at uh uh Tooney. Yeah. With the money he got. Well, I think the Patriots screwed that up. I, I don't know why they offered him a franchise tag. You know, he's listen, he's a good player. Mm. I, I think he's overpaid, you know. Because of that, you know. But it's when you when you draft those those impact positions. Yeah. Be prepared to shell you, it out. You've got to. You've got to. If they're good, if they were, if and they you hope out. they're good mm. because they were your first round pick. Yeah, it's going to cost you a lot of money. You know, and that was the whole thing between Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. Peyton Manning was a first round draft pick. Brady was a six round draft pick. And I remember at the time when you know it was time for Brady's you know extension. Yep. There was a lot of talk about oh it's got to be where M- Manning is, and I think. The team was arguing. Well, he's, well, no, yeah, you know, Manning started from, you mm-hmm. know, a, a, a number, you know, number one overall uh, pick, and Brady, you're starting from a sixth round. And Brady's camp was, well, it doesn't matter. Yeah, he's just as good now. Right. What matters is yeah, the it results. doesn't matter where he was drafted. And that I think that was you know one of the back and forth between Don Yee and the team at mm-hmm. the time is you know he's not starting from a first round position. You know, yeah, because they don't go down. The contracts don't go down. Right, they can only go up. You know, it's funny because Bill always likes to say about players, whether they're undrafted or tryouts or first round picks, it doesn't matter how you got here; it's what you do once you get here. Right? How come that doesn't apply when it comes to uh, contracts? Huh? He did all right. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's fine. Uh, Jack writes in from Ann Arbor. I listen to your show because you provide interesting information about the Patriots in an entertaining and sometimes humorous manner. I especially like your imitation of the cheesy sideline reporter who covered the joint practices in Detroit. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> he does. He does the pregame, uh, their pregame show on the big their jumbotron, yeah. and he's like, "Well, welcome to Fort Phil. Exciting game between the Patriots <laughs> and the Lions." And that's not an exaggeration. It really isn't. Right. And if you're in line, don't forget to uh, visit the concession stands when you get in. We've got a lot of specials today. It's great. Oh, my God. If you get in an hour early, you get a free hot dog. Oh, condiments are free. Come with the oh, hot dog. I thought you said something else. Oh, no. no. Um, hot dogs. Justin writes in. I don't know if he's from England or his last name is England. Okay. He's just in England. Yeah. Uh, quick game for you guys. Uh, not football related. Which do you prefer? One, Ford or Chevy for a truck? I don't know. They're both made in America, so can't go wrong. Oh, boy. Okay, Mr. Patriot. Uh, I, I don't know. It's, I, I've never I, driven either one. I could go either, either one. one. Yeah. Yeah. Ford. Ford. I, I'll say Ford. Ford. I would like to have a pickup truck, though, just for. Well, I want to get an electric one. That's my next car. Do they make electric pickups they, right now? They are starting to. Who does? Ford, uh, Ford, Chevy. Yeah. Both of them do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they're available yet, though. That's the thing. I, and they're going to be freaking expensive. expensive. I know. So I've got to figure that, what bank I'm going to rob to get it. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, Pop-Tarts or cereal for breakfast? Oh, cereal. Yeah. I mean, when I was, when I was younger, I used to love Pop-Tarts, though. 
Well, mm, I did too, boy. but not the yeah. frosted ones. Yeah, I used to have the frosted nah, ones. Yeah, too, oh yeah, too sweet. Oh yeah. Uh, Nike or Adidas Nike, for shoes? Nike, Nike. Oh, Nike, you Nike. say that very quickly. Oh Why? yeah, I've Why? always been a Nike guy ever since I was. Have you ever like, tried Adidas? Uh, tried them on? Yeah. No, I just so never liked the look. I didn't oh like the look. God. Here we go. Here we go. Nike makes the best products when it comes to sporting equipment. And uh, shoes. I disagree. I disagree. Who do you like? It depends on what you're doing. Like, are you playing tennis? Are you running? Are you? But like, if Hoka, everybody's Who? Co- Hoka. Everybody is copying Hoka now. You see the wide, the thick soles now. Mm. All the all the brands have them. Nike, they all have them. Hoka started it. I never heard of Hoka. Yeah, one of the most comfortable sneakers out there. Where are they from? I don't know where they're uh, from. I mean, are they? Uh, they an American company? Yeah, you can, well, I don't know if they're American, but you buy them everywhere. I never heard of yeah. Hoka. Hoka? Hoka. Yep. H-O-K-A? Yep. Yep. Sounds like Scandinavian. One of the most comfortable uh, sneakers you can buy. And, you know, everyone's copying them now. Uh, but you you're, you need to expand your... Um, My your, clothing horizons? Absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's not all about... N- Nike's got some good products, but there's, there's some other... Like, if you're a runner, like, some runners swear by Asics, you know? Yeah, I I I like using Nike for everything. Yeah, running, well, you, you, just regular regular wear, everyday oh, wear. For, cry, for crying out loud! NFL loves them. They make all the jerseys. Yeah, because they paid. <laughs> they are good though. Um, but there's some good sneakers out there besides Nike. Uh, Coke or Pepsi for drink? Pepsi. Oh, couldn't disagree more. <laughs> Pepsi's for children. Coke, <laughs> Coke is for adults. Says the guy who ordered off the kids' menu today. Coke huh? is for adults when it comes to the straight up. <laughs> now, if you go diet, diet Pepsi's better than diet Coke. Yeah, they're both better. But Coke, Coke is is for real. Coke had to change their formula to compete with Pepsi. It's and a then fact. they went back. It's a fact. No, no, Pepsi's for kids. <laughs> uh, DC or Marvel for superhero? I defer to Matt. Uh, Marine Corps Matt on that it one. It is okay to like them all. <laughs> no, but if you had to choose, True play geek. the game. True geek. Yeah, play pick the one. game. Pick one. DC. Yeah, I, I, Batman and Superman. You can't go. You can't go wrong with them. You know, who has the bigger universe? Is it Marvel? I think Marvel has more characters. Yeah, character wise, they have the bigger universe. He probably, but I mean, comic wise, there's a ton of characters both ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just Batman and Superman to me are the elite. I mean, Spider-Man's great, too, and the Hulk. I love the Hulk as well. But those are the, you know, mm. if you're looking at the Mount Rushmore of superheroes, it yeah. starts with Sp- uh, Batman and Superman. Uh-huh. Don't you think? Yeah. I agree. I mean, Matt's our resident. Too, ex- oh, yeah. We have, that's why I said I defer to him on this. Uh, Spielberg or John Hughes as a movie to watch? Spielberg, probably. I, yeah, I guess so. I, I know John. I've seen John Hughes sure. movies. Yeah. Um, but like I can't remember which ones they were. Mm. You know, but he's good. He's he is good. good. I, I would take. Spielberg, but I'll go with though. Spielberg. Cheers or Seinfeld as a sitcom? Oh, Seinfeld, Seinfeld. every day. Yeah, you know, close. Seven, I mean, Cheers was a great sitcom. It was for a great, long time, but, but, I, it, but it petered out. Yeah, it petered yeah, out. Seinfeld. I mean, I didn't care for the Seinfeld ending so much. Okay, the but, finale, but the show yeah. in itself. Is oh yes, yeah. Sean Connery or Roger Moore as Bond. Oh, I have to go with has, Connery. Has to be Sean Connery. Uh, yeah, Sean Connery. Although, you know, Roger Moore was Bond when I was a kid. So, like, he didn't do that many though, did he? No, but Live and Let Die was one of the best movies I saw as a kid. Mm. You know, I will say though, Daniel Craig was my all-time Bond favorite. Oh, he! I think he's the I best. Think he, I think he is. The I best. really do. I mean, people will like 
oh, Sean Connery, you know, like the diehards. But I think Roger Craig was better. <laughs> and he did was a good running back. Did you do that on purpose? Uh, well, as I was saying it, I knew I had the wrong Craig, <laughs> but I, I said it anyway so that you'd laugh. Yeah. Well done. And he was a good yeah, running well back. Well done. Uh, John Wayne or Clint Eastwood as a cowboy? Clint Eastwood. I think Clint Eastwood, yeah. Uh, and finally, George Carlin or Rodney Dangerfield? Probably Rodney. I think Carlin was more creative, but Rodney... Rodney, could you could laugh just looking at yeah, him. Yeah, and he, he was funny, and then Caddyshack did it for me. <laughs> I mean, he stole that show, right? <laughs> Is that heck of a bowl of soup? With, well, it looks I good mean, on you, though. He and Bill Murray stole the show. They absolutely did. But, I mean, the scenes with Rodney, every one of them was laugh out loud. Oh, yeah. You know, the way he teased Ted Knight, and, <laughs> yeah. you know. Ooh. It's mm. great. That's his style of comedy, though. His stand-ups were just one oh, liner yeah. after yeah. one liner. Like right. That. Yeah. Hey, you look good, good in that. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Looks Must good on you, though. when they invented electricity. <laughs> <laughs> nice kid. Now I know why tigers eat their young. <laughs> Tell the chef this tastes like dog food. And he's like, dog food. Oh, great, great movie. That was a good game. Yep, it was. Uh, let's see. Um, Addison writes in. Where is he from? Fresno. On oh, Thursday, no yeah. On Thursday, the topic of opinions came up, and I felt the need to share my opinion on the subject. <laughs> Both Fred and Eric said that opinions can be wrong, and while the facts within the opinion may be false, the opinion right. itself is still the person's opinion. Like Fred's opinion about uh, Nike is yeah, wrong, yeah, and therefore the fact that it is their opinion is true. For example, say I declare I believe that I am a tomato plant. Objectively, no matter how much I feel like a, tomato, identify plant, as a tomato plant, even if I paint myself green and stand in the sun all day to photosynthesize, I won't actually get to be a tomato plant and I will never bear fruit. However, it would still be true that I believe that I am a tomato plant. In this case, the facts of my opinion are laughably incorrect, but the fact that I believe those facts is still true, and therefore my opinion that I am a tomato plant would be correct. The fact that you have an opinion yeah. is correct, but the opinion itself isn't necessarily correct. Uh, I'm excited to hear your opinion of my opinion of opinions. <laughs> You're too opinionated. Yeah. And as we uh, talk someone, about- Someone opinionated as, just walked As we talk about that nonsense, uh, No Socks comes in. What's up, Matt? What are you guys- uh, uh, the of the turn, turn your microphone on. I hit it. He go. said I hit it right. <laughs> <laughs> I blame Morell. All right. Wow. Controversy right <laughs> off the bat. Um, you guys scraping the bottom of the barrel, huh? No Duso, no Perillo. Yeah, we're, we're, we've actually right. talked a lot of football in this yeah. show. Did you good? Yeah, great. Yeah, we, so talk? what's what's the um, what's the topic du jour? Well, we're talking draft. H O F. Talking okay. Hall of Patriots Fame. Hall. The finalists. Yeah. Are people interested in that? Yeah. Two people have written in about that among the many emailers, and who do you think both of them said they're going to vote for? Is it a finalist? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I had somebody ask me this the other day who I thought was going to get in from the fan vote, and my pre my prediction is Will Fork. I think Will Fork is going to carry the fan vote. That's who That's both of them said. said. But yeah. we had a caller who called in and said that he was swayed by our arguments for Vrabel. Right. So he's going to vote for Vrabel. So I was very surprised, and I think I, – Fred and I didn't talk about this, but um, <clears throat> I did talk to another member of the committee prior to it, and I said, I really think Vrabel is getting 
the short end of this. I agree. And I said, and not that this is the reason to do it, but I think you can kind of look at this on the way out. Look, all three people who are finalists this year, I don't think there's any question they're all deserving to be in the Patriots Hall of Fame. And that's what we in said a lot of ways, it's very eye-opening that Wes Welker couldn't even get on the ballot. I was having a conversation with a colleague yesterday, and he was talking about Welker versus Edelman. And I remember famously we're in Atlanta yeah. uh, for the Super Bowl, and I was having the conversation with your former colleague, Andy Hart. And he goes, do me a favor. Don't embarrass yourself. Open the media guide and just take a look at the media guide. <laughs> and when you look at Welker's statistics, yeah, they're mind-boggling. Yeah. Yeah. How he's not a finalist is is unreal. He's going into the Patriots Hall of Fame, or he better. Yeah. And then it's, well, when does Vinatieri become eligible? Mm. When does Brady become eligible? Mm -hmm. Devin McCourty, Matthew Slater. Like, when's Rabel getting in? Like, you could, it could be a long time down the road. Well, that, I and like so why is idea. Why is Rabel not, like, is it because of his stance that he took in 08 that he's not getting in? Is it the, the fact that he didn't finish as a Patriot? Is it the fact that... He's a pretty good coach, and he's beaten your team a couple times head to head. Yeah. Why is it that he doesn't rise to the I, level of? I just think of the fee and vote. I I think, you know, if it was Vrabel and, you know, Bill Parcells, and he'd get in. But he just happens to be in an era where there's just a lot of fan favorites. You know, but I I don't think there's any Patriot fan that thinks he shouldn't be in. Whereas, like a guy like Bill Parcells, there are Polar, some polarizing. There are some that say he shouldn't be in, but right. I, I just think it's just we're given three choices, right. and you can only choose one, right? And so he gets the short end of the stick. It's yeah. I just I I try to put myself in his shoes, where like every year for however many years it's in a row five, it's this been. Is, this is now six straight. The phone rings, like, hey, hi, it's Patriots Hall of Fame. You're a finalist this year. Uh -huh. And he goes, yeah, great, thanks, and hangs up because, like, uh -huh. when's he going to get in? I've, I have like, heard through the grapevine that he, not about this year, I haven't heard about it this year, but I've heard that he's tired of it. Uh, wouldn't you that, be? Yeah, I would be. And I'm trying to think, uh, again, so we're having a conversation here. Does he deserve to be in before light? And I would say yes. I say yes. Does he deserve to be in before Falk? And uh, I would say yes. Yes. Are those the two biggest ones that we can think of? Does he deserve to be in before Raymond Claiborne? Uh, yes. I, I agree. So there's three times, and I don't know. I'm not looking at the who the finalists were or anything like that. But there's three times where you could say, I don't think he deserves to be in. Uh, well, does he deserve to be in ahead of Rodney? I say yes. Okay. So that's, I mean. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can make an argument for all of those. Richard Seymour. I think it was a better football player and a better Patriot than Mike Vrabel was. And and Richard Seymour spent the bulk of his career with the Patriots, yeah. and he's now going to Canton this summer. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you a funny story. I was going to Tennessee um, for a conference, you know, a tech conference, one of our partners. And uh, I'm on the plane, and a woman sits down with a big kid, right? And I don't know who they are. They start talking. And it's like, yeah, this this whole thing is ridiculous. He gets in it every year, and they never vote him in. It was Rabel's wife and his son from BC <laughs> coming back to Tennessee, oh, and I sat with them the whole time. I didn't say a word, and at the end, I introduced myself and I said, "By the way, I agree with you. It's ridiculous." <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, Fred has a good uh, uh, solution for this dilemma. That, okay, that he brought up. I, I have one as well. Fred's is probably better. Well, no, I Fred just I. I if you're on the ballot, you know, final Finalist. three, five yeah. years in a row, you get in. Right. You know? I think that's fine. 
Um, next year, there is going to be the Veterans Committee, um, and there will be probably some sort of groundswell of support for a guy like Julius Adams. I'm not sitting here trying to knock Julius Adams because he was a great patriot. Other than Brady, did he is he second in games played? I think Julius Adams. There's something to it from a longevity standpoint that you can make for Julius Adams. I would argue from a veteran standpoint, put Rabel in. Mm. Forget about Julius Adams, John Smith, Fred Marion, some of these people that people are, you know, advocating their candidacies, then that's great. But let's if he doesn't get in this year, there should be a wrong righted by making sure that Mike well, what, gets What's it. the criteria for veteran? Like, I know, like, in the Canton Hall of Fame, he wouldn't be eligible because veteran, you have to be out of the game for, like, 20 years or something like that. I don't know. It, yeah. it has Ju- Julius was his was Julius's last year 85, so he certainly would meet that criteria. That was. Julius would, but I'm talking yeah, about Vrabel. Oh, I don't know. But Is he eligible for the veteran committee? Prob- I, don't I don't know. I don't think so. It, are there rules for that? I, I don't think, know. I think so. I'm not on that committee, so okay. I don't know. Yeah. I would yeah. assume, though, you have to I'm be offended. out. Like, for I'm offended that I am on the committee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm offended you don't know the rules. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Uh, uh, Liam from North Yorkshire, UK. Love the show. Listen to – oh, by the way, Matt, we started to show off with someone who just thought we were absolute clowns, talking about everything but football. We're just terrible – and, you know, said we would never read his email, email so I read it anyway. Okay. Yeah. We right. like those kind of emails. When they go uh, low, you go high. <laughs> uh, quick quick aside, Julius Adams, I, I, I don't remember this, came back after that Super Bowl I 20 remember that. in 1987. The strike year. Wearing number 69. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was his last appearance right. as a Patriot. I thought it was 69. the Super Bowl. But. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Uh, anyway, Liam writes in um, – all you guys, you guys do a great job. Love the Patriots talk, but also the random topics that pop up each show. In reference to the guy who buys the jersey of well-known draft bus from Thursday show. Yeah, we had yeah. a caller who says he buys like draft bus jerseys. Yeah. Jamarcus Russell. Yeah, yeah. that's the, the, the one he was wearing actually. Yeah, that he was Ryan talking about. Leaf. I have a few recent busts for you guys. Johnny Manziel. That'd be a good. That's one. That's a good Bust. one. Actually, very good yeah. one. Yep. Josh Rosen, another good one, I would think. Uh, yeah, was he a top ten I think. Pick? He, yeah, he if was not. Like, he was right outside the first top round. 10. He was yeah, first yeah, round yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, Paxton Lynch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think he's in the USFL now. Is he? Did anybody watch that this weekend? No, no. <laughs> anybody Isaiah, out there watch it at all? Isaiah Wilson. Isaiah Wilson. I don't even remember. Wide him. receiver. I don't even know. I never heard of him. Right. Uh, and Tua Tagliavola. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't too early to call him. Too early. Too early. Yeah, yeah. Way too early. It's too uh, early. Uh, <laughs> he says, "I personally don't think he's a, that bad, but Miami seems pretty down on him, as does the rest of the league." He's beaten you three times. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think way too early to call him a bust. Yeah. And also, don't you? Uh, and then he says, "Nikhil Harry," which goes without saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's too bad. I always say, well, maybe this year he'll catch on. Yeah. Um, all right. Can I bring a uh, – I don't know if this uh, type of conversation has made its way to Patriots Unfiltered. So let me let me bring a t- topic up uh, with the draft uh, a little more than a week out. Um, what are the chances that Jake Bailey is on this team on May 1st? Well, if they draft this other kid out of uh, – was it uh, – uh, San Diego State. San Diego State, I think yeah. it was. Yeah. Ariza. Yeah. Ariza. He, he's the left footed punter that yeah. can punt it like 80, mi- 80 yards or something like yeah. that. Um, I, I think I think Jake Bailey is on the team on May 1st. Yeah. At that number, 
What's he getting? Like four million? Yeah. yeah. For a punter. Yeah. Doesn't that That's stick not, out like a sore thumb? No. No. Not really. Okay, maybe I guess I don't have my punter salaries um memorized. That seems really high. And in a Patriots ecosystem, seems really, really yeah. high. Well, it I mean, they've got this other guy and you know, I I think he's gonna get drafted, the guy from San Diego State. You know, lower. Oh, He'll but probably get but, he's, but yeah. I guess he's that good, you know. So 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 is that one that is so obvious that it's not that it won't happen? Yeah. And is that why you say that, Eric? No, I just think I think people are really. What's the word I'm looking for? People yeah. are people are really prejudiced by what they saw this past season when Jake Bailey was hurt pretty much the entire year. Was he? Yes, he had a knee injury. Was he on the injury report? He was yeah. early on. So let Florio w- know about that. Because, uh, uh, I no, mean, you know, he was in, he was on the injury report early in the season, and I believe he dealt with something the entire year, which is why many times we saw Nick Folk kicking off in I, games. I saw. I, yep. They were managing this injury of of uh, Bailey's, and look, he's your kickoff specialist. He's your backup field goal kicker in a pinch, and he's a Pro Bowl All Pro caliber punter. He's not going anywhere. Yeah. That's why I say. I that. mean, they know they know better. If, if if you're right, Eric, and he was hampered by that, they know that too. Right. And then he will be on the team. Yeah, I I just I mean, I believe you. And when you go through it and you talk about, I agree with you that they were managing him throughout the year, but he didn't have a good year last year. And I don't know if we can just sit there and blame that all on injury. I mean, is he is. Should there ever be one kickoff that goes out of bounds, let, let alone two? And is that an injury situation there? Like those, those just we laugh at teams where those things happen in special teams, and those kind of gaffes happened far too often last year. And I just didn't think he had a very good year. He to didn't. Me, he to me, he seemed like the kind of person. I don't know him, so I, you don't want to disparage him. The classic example of a guy who achieved something and let it get to his head, and then. Really came back to earth. Can he get back to that other uh, spot that he's at? I yeah. don't know, and I don't know that I want to spend four million dollars hoping that he can, because Man, that position to me seems like that's a million and a half or two million. Well, you tops. hope you hope that your punter sees very little action, but unfortunately, no. The, you know, on I, this team last year, he, yeah. they needed him a lot. Right. So I don't know. I. I I don't know. Four mil to me, four million isn't that much. Okay, yeah, I mean it's not that much to me either. I mean, yeah, yeah Folk resigned for what was it? Seven, right? Two, uh, no, I was going to say he's I, four. Oh, he's so he's. So I forgot what his number oh, okay. was, but it's in that general range. You know, right. it's not like it's not double digit million. Should I have like the should I have salary cap figures here when I come to the show? Like, is that no? Is no. that an error? Then no. what about Morell? No. Should he have um, salary cap figures? Like, no, no, okay, no. We usually don't have uh, you know cap space. Uh, Call in when we have okay. no, but it, like if it's a guy that really like recently signed, we'll know the contract numbers. But it's not, you know, like Tyreek Hill. We know thirty million a year. Right. We, we know stuff like that. Right. The general range, you know. So a kicker's making a few million. I mean, that's the going rate for a good player now at that and position. And look, the cap's exploding. It didn't explode this year, but it's going it to explode next year. next year. Yeah. Somebody wrote the other day. The day of a hundred million dollar a year quarterback is not as uh, well. That sounds just outlandish. Hundred a year. I think year? To all of us because of the cap that you're going to see something stupid like that happen. Uh, it's probably true, isn't it? Like, well, they're up to f- over forty. Yeah. Now, right. So, 
Yeah, it, it's going to take a while, but yeah, it, I don't think it's going to happen in the next year or two, will, but yeah. maybe in the next decade. Eventually, right. it will. You know, there's all kinds of talks about new. Uh, you know, the broadcast package is done, but there's all these subsidiary packages that are, yeah. you know, coming out. And, you know, Florio was writing about um, Apple could possibly, you know, be the new owners of the Sunday ticket, which was always, you know, DirecTV. Mm-hmm. But now Apple could take that for billions and they could sell parts of it to back to, sun, you know, yeah. uh, satellite. Right. Yeah. But they could keep that for you know, their subscribers, you know, for huge dollars, right. mm-hmm. huge dollars. Right. Um, you know, so there's all kinds of those streaming packages that are, you know, going to make the league so much more money. Mm. Yeah. Does, uh, App, does Apple get on the headset if they uh, get that package? Because Bose is out. Bose is out. But you would think you'd want, like, a company that actually makes I, a product. I would think. And I guess, yeah. you know, Apple does. They make... Like, like those earbud things? Well, not just the earbuds. They make like a high quality headset over the year. Oh, over yeah? the year, oh, that do they? it's like five, six hundred bucks a pair. Oh, really? Um, but they're not weatherproof. I can tell you that much. So they'd have to redesign that thing for the weather. Mm. You know, for the sidelines. Yeah, stuff. yeah. Um, maybe you know. I, I'm not sure if Apple's doing it though for the hardware part of it. I think it's no, no, no. They want the broadcast right, rights. Of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, you know. It, they're making their money on Apple TV and and the other stuff. I don't think they hmm. care about who's wearing their headphones. Yeah, right. Apple owns Beats by Dre. They do. Oh, they, oh that's them. They, they bought them. Didn't know. They that. bought Beats for a billion dollars a few oh, years yeah, ago. Yeah, that's a right. Billion? They did. Yeah. Wow. And I was going to suggest. I mean, that to be like, if it's not Bose, what's what's the market out there, Matt? Is that is it is it Beats versus Bose? Is that what people are doing wearing over the air? And that would I make mean, sense I own to Beats. me. Right. The kids own the beats. Yeah, Bose. We love our friends at Bose. Yeah, that's. I love Bose. I do love Bose. I've always had Bose. Love Bose. Uh, products. Bose is like a good Bose. product. Right. Yeah. yeah. And they're local, aren't they? Okay. Yeah, Framingham. So, so I'll ask another question here. Um, what is the consensus of you experts on Thursday night? Uh, is it? And I'm not trying to be a joker. Is it um, trade out? Is that the consensus? Uh, I, I was more. I told Fred this earlier in the show. I was more convinced last week that they were going to trade out of the first round than I am this week uh, by a little bit because of what Matt Gross said the other day uh, when we talked to him. Like you got to go Friday. get one? That's no, no, not just that, but just uh, when, when asked about trading and how the Patriots always are looking for value, he kind of laughed it off and said that's kind of the narrative about us every year, it seems. And we always want our players to be valuable. This year, we want our 21st pick to be as valuable as our 54th. And those happen to be the first two picks that they right. have. So he's talking, at least was at that point, like a guy who was expecting to make a pick. Yeah, so yeah but I, I, and we've talked about this before. I'm pretty sure that they don't go into the draft saying we're going to trade down. They let, they find out what's happening ahead of them. Right. And, it, you know, the chances of them trading up as trading down, as staying put, are the same to me going into the draft because it really depends on what the teams ahead of them do. Well, if they if they see a guy that they love like three spots ahead, you know, and he's dropped, they will move up. They've done that. If yep. if if the guys that are left with them at twenty one are all in a big group, they're going to trade down because they know they can get somebody from that group later on and get more draft assets. And obviously, if the guy that they love is at twenty-one, they'll pick him. I, I, 
they don't go into the draft saying, you know, we're probably going to trade no, I, down. I agree they with don't that. do that. I agree with that. But let me. Aren't there a couple of standards here that we can accept? Number one, would you? Wouldn't you guess that the Patriots draft board is relatively small? Don't you think that there's only a finite amount of people, and it's not a big amount of people that make their draft board? So if we could assume that, number one. If okay, we so agree wait, with wait, that, wait, for so the first round, you mean? But, but, yeah, or, people or who have but, but first I'd round say round. their entire draft board no, but, is probably but, small. but we have to define what that means. So there's like 300 and some odd people sure. eligible to be drafted. Yep. Are you saying that like the Patriots draft board is like 100 people? I'd say it's far less than Even that. Even less than that? I would say um, it's 30 to 40. And why is that? Because I think they have very uh, rigid standards. Sure, that's a great way to put it. Yeah, I think that they're what they think is draft eligible. I think is a very hard criteria to meet. I, it's got to be bigger than thirty or forty. I mean, come on. Okay, you know, I, I, I don't. I, I don't want to sit here and profess to know. Um, I is mean, it a third your, your of second, the three hundred. Your second pick is fifty-two, right? Right, fifty-four. Okay. Uh, fifty-four. Yeah. All right. You know, your your last pick is two hundred and some odd. So right. they're so throwing darts you, at those guys. Yeah, oh yeah, but they kind of know. You know. That, 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 you know, they're draftable. Okay, but so let's get away from the number of what that board is. Would you agree it's small or probably smaller, smaller than most? Smaller than most. Yeah. So if we assume that for a second and that this isn't a great draft in the first round, which is what the experts are saying, that the real value is in the third, fourth, and fifth rounds, I would just say that there aren't a ton of Patriots who are first-round draft-eligible guys and so that the idea of, well, let's trade out, I don't know. I think everybody wants to trade out to get back and to get more picks. And you just wonder is, are they going to be sitting there at 21 going, we don't really like anybody, but we got to make a pick. Right, because you need two to tango. Correct. Yeah. Correct. You know, so, yeah, I, I, I want to go back, though, to, you know, this whole notion that the Patriots draft board is smaller than other teams. Why do you think that is? I mean, they don't have Tom Brady anymore. They no, can't I, be so selective. <laughs> right, but uh, but they place a tremendous premium on intelligence, yeah. um, leadership. They're, you know, every Versatility. year. Yeah, every year it's captains of their class, captains in high school, captains in college, and those kinds of things. They're not taking the workout warrior type player or the combine person who wows them or things like that. And... Why is it that they've struggled so um, dramatically at the wide receiver position over a very large sample size is because that playbook, as the quarterback who was drafted last year has admitted, is one of the hardest playbooks to learn. So if that's going on and you're having difficulty integrating people into that, I would think just by nature that means that you're looking at a smaller group of people. I see. There's another narrative that I don't necessarily agree with. I don't think that right now... Their playbook is any more sophisticated than other teams' playbooks. Okay, I, you've you've got you had a first round a first year quarterback last year. You you know you can't have the playbook that Tom Brady built up over twenty years. It's just not going to work. I don't believe. And and if you listen to other teams all last year, they said that the Patriots were easy to defend. Does that sound like a sophisticated playbook to you? No, no. They were running a pretty much vanilla offense last year and I think they have to continue to do that until at least Mac Jones, you know, fully gets it. So I I'm not buying that. Okay, I'm not but, buying that. But I'm not making up the Mac Jones comments that he said this is one of the largest like he's just not saying that, is he? 
it, it helps him to say that. Okay. Because then if he masters it, that makes him that much more intelligent. Okay. You know? I, 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 I mean, why are other – we've never heard that before. The Patriots are easy to defend. We've no, that's never true. heard that that's before. True. That's true. Never. Right. But well, it, I, makes sense. it makes sense. You have a rookie quarterback. Well, You're going to have to pare down your I'm not your saying it's a bad thing. Right. I'm just saying it's a fact. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think they did dumb it down for him last year. You know? No question about it. But I still think that that – Mac Jones, the type of quarterback that Mac Jones is, I think is built for that Patriot system. He's not going to play for a, a lot of other different teams – he was attractive to this team because of the intelligence mm. factor, because he has shown the ability to absorb a lot. No doubt. Yeah, and I think that that is part and parcel. That's the kind of player, in general terms, that they like. Well, and I don't know how many of them and, are out and, there. And Bill has said that. He wants guys he likes to coach. Yeah. Meaning guys who want to be coached. Guys who, you know, Football's like Football's important to him. Exactly. Yeah. He took the words out of my mouth. Um, you know, so yeah, I, I I I'll agree with that, no doubt about it. You know, I think nowadays though that these guys are so schooled up for the draft. I think there's a lot more of those guys than used to be. Okay. They well, realize that like if I'm going to make it in the NFL, I better, you know, keep my yeah. nose clean. And there's always exceptions. Yeah, of course. There's, there's always guys knuckleheads that, that make you know, stupid mistakes. Make stupid mistakes, yeah. or once they get here, do, right. do dumb things. Once they get the money, but I think there's I, there's a lot of guys available. What I'd like to know though is how. If Fred's right about they go into a draft wanting to make a pick and then whatever happens before them determines. I want to know how quickly into the first round that point comes. And I'm sure it changes from year to year. I think within five picks of theirs, they kind of have an idea of what they want to do. Or there's some years where, like, after the first five picks, they're like, all right, we're done. I'll take that a step further. Sorry if I was interrupting you there. I think they knew when Lance went at three last year – that Jones was going to be available to him. Okay. I think they so looked. They stayed put. I think said, they looked at it and said, "You know what? Let's just stay stay here." We don't know who's going to move up, and clearly, who moved up? Uh, the Bears moved up, right? The Bears moved up, and so they don't know who's coming up from behind. But they could sit there and take a look at four through fourteen, and pretty much, I think they believe we could tell you what's going on here, and this guy's going to be available. Yeah, I it's, mean, we're going to have at least him. Or um, who's the kid who went to uh, Chicago? What's his name? Fields. Justin Fields. Yeah. I think they knew after three that they yeah. were going to have a choice between one of those two. Well, guys. I think I don't. I think, and I've heard that if there were a couple of the wide receivers that they loved, Waddle was one of them available. They would have taken a wide receiver instead of a quarterback, and they would have waited to round two. If Mac was there, great. And if not, they take the kid from that Stanford that went to Davis yeah, Mills. From Stanford that went to Houston yeah. right I, I you know so it wasn't a given that they were going to take a quarterback in the first round I get that but it just that's the way the board unfolded mm. to them right. mm. and the two guys they really liked at wide receiver weren't there Jones was there it's like okay let's just get him now you know um mm. and I I think that's how they approach it they know who they like they've got their board and then they wait to see how it unfolds and by the way I've also heard stories I don't know if Last year, the year before, where they've been wanting to make trades and, and burning up the play. phones, and they yeah. just couldn't get a partner, you yeah. know, to move up, to move up, right. to move up. Yeah, you know, so it's 
everybody has this narrative like, oh, the Patriots always look for value and they move down. It's it's not true. They move. It just seems like they do it, it more it, often it than does. other teams. Right. I think that's where the narrative comes from. Yeah. So our fans saying our fans and you guys are dealing with them here as you do this show all the time. Do they think cornerback is a position that um, not dissimilar to quarterback last year? That there's such a glaring need for cornerback that that's who they look at in the first round. I I think defender in general is what people want. Yeah, I think okay. most people want a cornerback. But yeah, I'd certainly want a cornerback. And I thought Reese had a really interesting piece yesterday, where he wrote that there might not be enough first round draft draftable cornerbacks. That the guys who are first round eligible, yeah, they're gone. We yeah. were looking at that, right. um, you know, after the first few, you know, the. The rankings, or you know, the the write ups of these guys, none of them are true shutdown corners, you know. Um, so y- your value there for first round corner, and we were talking about earlier when you draft those key positions: quarterback, cornerback, outside edge rusher, and wide receiver in the first round. It gets expensive to keep them. Correct. You know, so unless you really get a Darrell Revis in the first round who, okay, mm. this guy can win you football games. It's tough to you, – you have to really hit on a first-round pick in those positions because they get so expensive. And so, in theory, does it make more sense to take that guy at defensive back who where you know the value is at defensive back as opposed to an interior offensive lineman – because it's an interior offensive lineman, and they're going to get expensive. I mean, what did yeah. what did Tooney? And that's that was two years ago. Well, that was a mistake. Yeah. But he got the money. He did. He but got the that, money. That was, Kansas City. To me, that him, was Kansas that, City gave him money. Too. I know, but that was a managerial mistake. I thought on the Patriots' part to give him a franchise tag. He's overpaid. Right. He's overpaid. Well, but that position is now overpaid. Yeah. And so the value is: Would you rather overpay at one of the positions that you just talked about? No, because I was having a conversation with somebody today. I said, well, then what about interior offensive linemen? I said, I think you'd rather be on the hook at that five-year mark for a position like corner, quarter, edge rusher than interior offensive linemen because those salaries are getting out of whack. They, they are, but the, those other salaries are crazy too, and they better be good. Yeah, I mean, because, right. you know, but like you said, the cap's going way up. Way up. You know, um, so it's, you know, it's getting a little bit, you know, moot, but – who was the guy that um, that just gets the cornerback? He just became the highest Denzel paid. Denzel Ward? Yeah, Denzel Ward. He became Cleveland? the highest paid cornerback ever. 100, 100 million contract? And all I've been reading, and I don't know if I'm reading the wrong stuff, is people are people are going, wow, this guy gave up a lot of leverage. He signed a huge deal at a really team-friendly number because at his position and with the assumption of where the cap is going – he gave up a lot of money by you know taking what he took, and I believe today. they guaranteed it, right? Yeah, oh, the, guaran- the contract was guaranteed over seventy million guaranteed or something like that. <clears throat> so yeah. the Haslam's are making a lot of friends with the owners. Yeah, mm. with these guaranteed contracts. Yeah, yeah. like Bashadi's already pissed because yep. of the Lamar Jackson situation, right. right? Yep. So it's 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 interesting stuff. Um, thanks for coming by. Thanks for having me. Uh, by the way, before we leave, uh, if you if listeners haven't done so. Pats from the past, the Drew Bledsoe episode. Oh, you're kind. Thank yeah, you. Uh, I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, I agree with that. Drew and I that were, you know, that was my my wheelhouse time frame you're, back then. You're gonna do more of those, right? Yeah, yeah, no question. I, I really think, enjoyed I think that we're one. doing on location. Gerard, that was on location. Yeah, I think too. we're like doing uh, Gerard Mayo maybe uh, next Monday. Okay. Yeah. So 
knock on wood. Yeah. That's what that's what's lined up. Yeah. So I mean, as we get further from that twenty year run, that type of stuff becomes more and more important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Bledsoe's one of the good ones. Good insight. Good insight. I like that. Yeah, thanks. All right, that's going to be it for this edition of Patriots Unfiltered. We'll be back Thursday with another episode. Uh, Paul, I think, will be back on Thursday. I think uh, Deuce, I believe, is definitely back. Okay, so both of them. So either either both or one of them. Okay. Will will Paul's kid have accepted been accepted to a college? Do you think by oh, the time he gets back? Uh, I'll say. Is he on a recruiting trip? No, I think, no I think I think school visits. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm yeah, kidding. Yeah, yeah. School wow. visits. I'll say yes. All right, nice. All right, talk to you Thursday. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts.